You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in my living room, whipping it up. And I got a very special guest, man, a fellow Portland podcaster. He's been doing his thing for quite some time. Real Talk with Gio is on season four. You should check him out, man. But first things first, man, let's, let's get this guy in here and have him introduce himself. <laughs> Gio, tell us about who you are, where you're from, and just what's a typical day in the life of Mr. GLT. Ooh, all right. Um, <clears throat> well, hello, everyone. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been on a mic. Uh, like you mentioned, my name is Gio. I'm the host of Real Talk with Gio, which is a podcast centered around having honest and transparent and vulnerable conversations around all sorts of relatable topics. Uh, the agenda of the show is to create a safe space that is like not really safe at the same time, similar to what you do, where it's, uh, you know, you can speak your truth, you can speak whoever you are, and you can speak your perspective uh, in the the purpose of an, an intention of teaching people. Um, but some people don't want to be taught. Some people may not agree with your perspective. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, it's just being vulnerable enough to say, all right, that's cool. You know? Yeah. So that's really what the show is about. That's really all I'm about. Uh, my daily life right now, cause of COVID, um, <laughs> man, dude, I, I'm, I'm in the process of moving. So that's kind of cool, but, uh, really, really, it's just, uh, I work from home. Um, I, I'm in uh, marketing and social media marketing, so I just get to work from home, do a lot of content from home, um, and uh, really just try to get outside as much as possible, man. 
Um, I'm a big stoner, so I like to smoke a lot. I like to do those kind of things. And uh, I just try to stay busy outside because uh, staying inside and working and all that jazz is is not really my forte anyway. So Yo, <laughs> didn't, try to be outside. Didn't working from home at first seem like the coolest thing ever? Bro, okay, okay, dude. Like, all we right. all thought, like, yeah, man, I'm about to work from home, bro. I can't wait, you know what I mean? Dude, okay. A couple weeks in, we like, uh. I think I, I think I live at work now. I don't really I don't really know what this is about. You know what I mean? Okay. So the the funny thing about that is um, uh, I've had experience with working from home because one of my first ever like kind of business gigs they didn't have a central hub, so they let us work from home, and that shit was dope. When I was mm. in school and still doing all that, my friends would get up and go do their jobs, and I'm laying in bed doing my work. Right. Fast forward to now, where we are now. Right before COVID, I was tracking COVID. Like the moment that mm-hmm. the term COVID was like, oh, you know, out there, I was on it to the point where uh, <laughs> the joke in the office was, you know, uh, they call G- they call me Geo the influenza instead of <laughs> oh, influenza because wow. oh, I was yeah. I was on it, yo. I was yeah. tra- I was like, yo, it's here, it's here, it's here. This is the count. Da-da-da-da. Just giving everybody alerts, yeah. and I was just that's when I started the conversation. I was like, hmm. You know, working from home wouldn't be bad, huh, guys? Like, mm. da, 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 da. I kind of always wanted to work from home with this job in particular just because, like, it's content creation, social media marketing, all those kind of things are very – It's it could be challenging. It could be easy. It's just depending on what you know and, and how you can solve some problems. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of times where I didn't need to be – I didn't need to be in the office to do half of my work mm. and I'm not a fan of driving. <laughs> so like that commute that I had to do to work, I was like, yo, how could I get out of this? Right. Right. How can I not have to do this? Fast forward more time. Now we're at home and honestly, bro, it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I miss people. I miss my coworkers. Oh, man. I miss the little round table that we'd have for lunch and chatting and joking. Yeah. Um, but that's really all I miss. You know, to me, work has always been work. I'm going to work hard regardless of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I'm a social butterfly, dude. I, can't, I cannot not be around people. So that's probably been the challenging part. And also, I think the, the underlining... I think it, this shit would be cool if the world wasn't on fire. Like if I was able to go <laughs> and fuck it up in the club with my homegirls and yeah. get down with my buddies, like I don't think I'd be tripping as much. Right, uh, and right. I, and, I, and I think that's, that's everybody can speak to that. If I, can, I think, yo, I, I didn't think about that part of it. So like working yeah. from home is cool yeah. when outside is open. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But when oh, outside yeah. is closed, then yeah. it's, there's no... Like there's no parent. escape yeah there's, there's no really escape. no big benefit it's just like all right i just yeah. kind of because because honestly work is work you know i'm a firm believer that we work we all work way too much i'm i, I hate i'm a big advocate for everybody should start having a serious conversation around four day weeks i think that's more understandable that's a fact bro like it, it needs to it needs to start like politics need to catch on to something. I don't know. Somebody needs to do a TikTok about it, but it needs to become a thing. Um, We work way too fucking much. But so that the idea of being able to go to work and then come home and leave work and somebody do some people do a really good job of that work life balance. Some people don't. I know I have Mm -hmm. homegirls and and homies that dead ass is work all the fucking time and that shit is scary to me that's that's you're addicted to work and that's that's the wrong addiction to have honestly but um but now it's like you know 
the challenging part with the world being closed is that you can't really leave work because work is your home now. Mm. Um, unless you are one of those people who are lucky enough to have a good setup where you may have an office space or you could somehow separate that for yourself uh, mentally, um, you're stuck. You're stuck. And that shit is, some people can't do it. You know, I, I like, I don't mind being alone, even though I'm a social butterfly. I grew up alone. So mm. I'm, I'm gravy with that. But I've had friends that, hit me up every day or they're calling me every once in a while or it's a mental breakdown here or can I talk to you about this here and which is all all dandy you know you're supposed to be there for your people but it's sad to see because it's it's a challenging thing to not be able to escape and work is work is something that people need to escape from because we do too much of it yeah that's a fact and then especially like with the fires with the forest oh. fires and the wildfires that was going oh. on so Oh, that to me, I was uh, I was talking to somebody about that today. I was like, yo, that was worse than COVID itself, bro. Because yeah. you yeah. can't you can't open your window. You can't like I couldn't like I like walking my dog. Like that's therapeutic mm. for me, you know. Mm. But I can't even do that. I can't mm. take my kids to the park. Mm. So we working from home, doing school from home, and mm. we have no outlet. Like we are literally shut in place, bro. So mm. it's just that was worse than COVID. Dude, Dude I had. I had such a trippy start to that too, bro. Okay. Because because when the smoke really started to come into Portland, it was I believe it was a Saturday or a Friday. Uh, I want to say well, it was on the weekend. Yeah, it was on and the weekend. I, and I remember it was the day that they had a march in, towards St. John's Bridge. Mm. And had like a little ga- gather in there, and like Snack Block kind of threw an event there or something. So that day. You know, I don't know if you're into it or if your fans are into it, but I I, I like to partake in recreational uh, acid. Okay. And so that day I dropped acid and it's a beautiful day outside. And I go to the to the snack block area. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm on the I don't know if you know St. John's too well, but. Oh, yeah. I'm Cathedral. out here in Kenton, so I'm not too far. Oh, OK, bet, bet. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Cathedral Park, you know, I'm, sure. I'm chilling out there on the little beach area just geeked i'm having a great time bro come home i hit my meditation phase so i'm 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 tripping i'm catching down i'm coming down a little bit mm-hmm. then my homegirl hits me up and she's it's like five o'clock now right so that was like early in the day then it's five o'clock homegirl hits me up and she's like yo like let's go to the protest again let's do it i was like all right bro i'm wavy right now so let's do it let's cool she gets she hits me up she's outside I opened the door and this is the day that they had the crazy wind. That's when it was. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was the worst part. That wind. Yeah. Yeah. That's what started it all really. Yeah, yeah. And I opened the door, man, mind you, my last image of outside, cause I live in a basement. <laughs> so the, my last image of outside was a beautiful blue sky. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm wavy. I'm about to come out. It was about the sunny day. Open that bitch. I just, you can see the embers falling. Da, 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 da. I'm like, bro, it's Armageddon right now, huh? I'm tripping, and this bitch is on fire, yo. That's it, had you on another level. You know where I you was at. I? I was like, all right, bro, what day is it? Like, fuck, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. And so I go outside, and I can see the winds. Like, the trees are, like, and I, I, I'm, i like, a big, like, uh, I took a lot of climate classes. I'm, I'm kind of outdoorsy weather kind of guy. So I can tell when shit's, like, abnormal. And mm. I could tell by the way that the trees were moving. I was like, yeah, this is not okay. And then after a while, you, I'm like, dude, 
there's ember. It's like there's there's smoke in the air. We get I get in my girl my homegirl's whip, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm driving over here, missing branches." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Bro, it sounds like we have a fire problem." I thought it was instantly the Columbia. Like I thought the gorge got caught on fire again. But dude, that was my start to it, and it was not a good one. Bro. I went from to down here so quick, and I was like, "Damn it, bro! The world is literally gonna end." And then, like, when the smoke completely covered everything, that I, I think, I think for everybody, because I talked to a lot of my people in that moment, that was that was you're right, probably the hardest time with COVID, because you couldn't breathe outside, mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't look to your left or right and see much. You are thinking probably you're imagining every fucking scary movie you've seen. <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking like wow, and then it was getting so close, man. It almost hit. It almost it got to like Milwaukee area, basically. Yeah, no, and I got really, I got I got friends out in Milwaukee, and they uh, they evacuated. Luckily, their house yeah. didn't get hit, but they left and came you know closer into Northeast Portland where they have family. But and they just bought their house like yeah. less than a year ago. So that like, I couldn't imagine, you know, packing up and just thinking this might be the last time I see my house, you know, and Dude, then watching the news and seeing everybody else's stuff, like in Southern Oregon, Eastern Oregon, all that. Yeah. So it's wild, bro. I had a backpack, bro. I had a backpack. Bro. I mean, I mean, we're up here, we're up here. I know it's, it's tripping, but mm-hmm. I had a backpack. And that was probably like the most weird experience, just knowing that like, A, like the, the whole city could catch on fire. You, you, we don't know how far it could have gone. If that, let's say that windstorm kept going and there was no oh, rain that we got. The, you know? the city could have burned down because oh, easily. If, if those embers would have touched Forest Park and Forest Park go up in flames, the whole city is done. It's a wrap. Because mm-hmm. Forest Park is huge. Mm-hmm. That whole, you know, it'll come across the bridge. It'll, come on, man. So, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, dude, like, and then I started to really sink in, like, I'm only in the process of being concerned about this. There's people that are living this right now oh, yeah. in that fire. Their whole lives just burnt down. There's, they're in the middle of a recession on top of the fact that now they're going to get hit with this respiratory shit because of the smoke that they're inhaling. And there's a respiratory disease out there. Like 2020 has been a bitch. <laughs> it's been piling on for real, bro. And it's just like, yeah. It's, it's a, for lack of a better term, it's a whirlwind. Like, man, what, oh, what, yeah. am I, what am I looking at? What am I seeing? What's happening? Like, everything is so new. Mm-hmm. Everything is so unique. Mm-hmm. And it has you just questioning, like, yo, what's next, man? Like, yeah. I kind of love to, it. I have to prepare. Yeah, I kind of love it, honestly. Like, and it sounds kind of weird to say that. I it's, love it. It sounds a little strange. I'm not going to lie to you. It's yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I love it because, like, uh, I'm a very futuristic thinker. Yeah. So when most people are living in the moment, I'm like two, three years down the line. And for okay, the past. Kanye, I see you. <laughs> Dude, stop. Because <laughs> I love Kanye. I love Kanye. <laughs> but, uh, but no, deadass. Like, I, I, you know, the past, you know, since I got to college, like right after I got out of college, I already could tell that we were heading in a bad direction from a recession standpoint or from an economical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I already knew that we were already on a big downturn before COVID even hit. Mm-hmm. Jobs were getting fucked. People were, I, I had to do a whole campaign around debt consolidation. Mm-hmm. Before COVID hit, one out of four Americans could take on a, I think it was like 300, 
$200 expense out of nowhere, an un- 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 unexpected expense, mm. right? That's like it's a couple bills, you know, that's, you know, a car payment, depending on it's what nothing. you're driving. It's, it's really nothing. nothing. It's really yeah. nothing. One out of 10 American could handle a thousand dollar expense. That's mm. your rent. That's literally rent. Right. And we're all going through that now. Yeah. So, so to me, like the reason I kind of, I, to say, I love it going back to that is because the change was, is, was inevitable. Mm. We are going to have to realize, and the changes, like I was talking about earlier, the changes that are going to happen regardless, and they're probably going to happen faster now because of COVID is the way we work. We're mm. working from home. That part. And things are going to be more automated. You're going to have AI that's going to take a lot of these uh, manufacturing jobs, a lot of these retail jobs, a lot of all the jobs that have been lost already. You're, you're going to have hopefully at some point they stop freaking like doing oil and stuff and realize we got to go green. Um, but all those jobs are going to be wiped away. Right. Yeah. What I hope now is that because everybody has the time, because everybody is starting to show a little bit more empathy with each other, because that's, that's what I love about COVID is that it's brought us all together. We all have an equal common enemy and that's when America does a great job, right? Everybody was doing all right and then 9-11 happened. And now we all didn't like ISIS and those kind of things. And everybody got patriotic. Everybody was America, America, America. Um, And now we're kind of doing the same thing, but from an empathy standpoint and from a compassion standpoint and from an ethical standpoint and from a, you know, equitable standpoint. We're, We're starting to really realize that, dude, change is happening. So we're going to have to change. Um, and we're going to do it the right, th- right way this time. Uh, and that's what I love about it. It's, it's, it's forcing us all to get up under that rock that um, capitalism puts you under. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's challenging. But what it, that's changed, dude. Yeah, I, I feel like the thing that I like about COVID and the lifestyle change that it's brought, it, to me, it's made um, our lives more of what they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like coming up to this point, I was already like, I have a, a daughter and a son. My son is, is 11. He just, he just started sixth grade. Congrats. And so, but thank you. And also going back to fifth grade, we knew very early on that we're going to homeschool him for sixth mm. grade. And I, mm. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I just knew that I'm not going to send him to middle school his neighborhood school, Ockley Green. I'm not, you're not going there, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. not happening. So, yeah. so, um, but then it's, but it's like, think about what our lives were before everything was industrialized, you know? And like the kids would be at home with you working on the farm or working on whatever, or you were yes. teaching them life as you go along. And so, yeah. um, I just, the more and more I thought about it, I was like, man, why, why wouldn't I homeschool my kid? And even mm-hmm. if not forever, at least for a period of time, like, yeah. man, just think about, I just think about how much time now that I'm with my kids all day, mm-hmm. every day, you know, how much time we spent away from each other. Yeah. Um, I remember when I used to have to work and I commuted all the way out to Hillsboro living over mm-hmm. here. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I would be up. I would leave the house at six 30, drop the kids off, go to work not get home until like six thirty or seven o'clock like in 12 hour day 12 hour day you know mm-hmm. two hours on the road two and a half hours on the road mm-hmm. you know and so like that was my life 
And yep. it was just like, we didn't spend no quality time together. I ain't taking to the park like I do mm-hmm. now every day. Yeah. But it's just, I didn't have time to live life because no. yeah. everything revolved around work and commuting and, so, and such. And so now when you're homeschooling your kids, it's like, all right, you get to see them all day, every day. And, and wearing that teacher hat and that parent hat, it's a, it's a struggle, but mm. it's something that it's, it's muscles that we should have developed it. hundred percent. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we should all be teachers. We should all be teachers and we should all take that upon ourselves to to teach our children and not give it up to somebody else and then always be mad at somebody for not doing what you would want to do, but we never take the initiative to do it, even though it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta you gotta do it. Sometimes you gotta do that uncomfortable work to oh, get yeah. the result that you desire. You know what I mean? So hundred oh, um, percent. I like that that families are together. Yeah. You know, but also if if your family stuff wasn't right you know and it wasn't what it's supposed to be yeah now it's like you got to deal with it so there's everybody's situation is different i will say for my situation i'm i'm glad about that part of it 100 percent, 100 percent. um you know, i think moving forward how what it's going to produce you know? so so you touched on like going back how like back in the day industrial day family was together all the time working working together building something together eventually we started to get more um like less industrialized and and we're starting to like create civilization and like suburbia and all these type of things there's more jobs all this population is just growing but from that foundation of that those generations being with their family building together all this type of stuff that is what kind of set up the society that we're in now mm-hmm. look at where we are now though all the bad stuff that we are going through is because we are so separated from each other all the fucking time work like i said dude like we shouldn't be working nine to five seven days out of the week like there nobody needs to be doing that ever 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 like it's not healthy for your body it's not healthy for yourself and it's not healthy for your families so i mean yes families are closer now the unfortunate circumstances is that it's because it's from an unfortunate circumstance exactly. and 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 we're not canada so we're not getting the the support financially that we all deserve because we we pay taxes if anything, we what we learned, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I love 2020, even though I hate 2020. Uh, it's it's a double edged sword. Whether whether way, that's what people got to grasp of it too. It's a double edged sword. Whatever way you grab it, it's gonna cut you. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just how how deep are you gonna let it cut you, and what you're gonna do with it when you grab it. Mm-hmm. So right now, right now, you know, I love a lot of things about it. I hate a lot of things about it. I wish that our government was better uh, because. If we had a better government, we'd be we'd be probably dealing with this situation a lot better. Um, but again, we're learning so much about ourselves, our society. Um, we're starting to demand change. It's no longer a conversation because it's a com- conversations can happen when there's accountability. Mm. There is zero zero accountability in the, in our governments. There is zero of it. And we've, 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 been, we've been shown that. And in all other facets of leadership within this country, there's zero, the police, zero accountability. Mm. Breonna, Breonna Taylor, big example right there. Huge. How, how, Huge example. how, like, how, how, how are we going to sit here and deny that she was, like, that she wasn't murdered? Like, how, how? These, these guys literally stood in front of the house, did not say who they were 
slamming on a door with intentions. Are they, they already, they clearly had their firearms already drawn, ready for this, right? Yep. This guy shoots a fire, like a warning shot, demanding like, hey, what's up, what's up? And they just unload. Mm-hmm. They unload. The whole thing is shady. The, they, even for them to get the warrant to go to her house, already shady. The whole setup is shady. Yeah. And, and, and but there's, there's even more that has come out like oh, yeah. a couple of days. And so yeah. the article that I just read, and it was an article by a, a publication out of, out of Louisville. I'm going to find the, uh, the exact name of it pretty soon here. But basically they said that the whole story about the, her, her boyfriend shooting at the officer first, mm-hmm. they're saying like, there's another report that says that that's not necessarily the case. And oh, yeah. The, and that the officer got shot from friendly fire, but the boyfriend did have a warning shot, mm-hmm. but you can kind of infer that his warning shot was up. Yeah. Because the one, the one in, in endangerment was about three bullets that went into like a neighboring apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was also a bullet that went straight up into an upper apartment, but that did not get taken into account into the one endangerment. So that made me think like, all right, the one that went up didn't count. So either it's a race thing where the, the neighbors that, the, that had the three shots, maybe they were white and the one that went up, they were black and maybe they didn't care about them because they're showing yeah. more, more, yeah. more disrespect and disdain for us. True. Or maybe that was the warning shot that her boyfriend shot yeah. and he didn't actually shoot the police officer. It was one of his other guys and it was friendly fire. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, the guy gets charged. Only one guy gets charged. He doesn't get charged. No one gets charged for actually murdering Breonna okay. Taylor. They only okay. got charged for endangering other people. Mm-hmm. They got charged for the people that they didn't shoot. Yeah. So yeah. that just, it's just the blatant disrespect and the blatant disregard for black lives is on display. Yeah. And they couldn't have, they couldn't have done it any more, any more American than, than what they did, bro. Like they, they, so, served us, they served us a hot-ass apple pie full of bullshit is what they yeah. did the American way. And, and the fool, I'm pretty sure, pled not guilty uh, to the charges. I'm sure he did. So it's just like zero account to fucking ability. And it's like, and the saddest part, man, is that all the evidence is literally there. All the evidence is literally there to prove their bullshit, to hold them accountable, right? Because the, mm-hmm. the, there's even ballistics to show that the way that the officer that got shot, that, that did get hit, mm-hmm. there's belli- the belli- some, some reports show that the ballistics show that it's from the same kind of gun that the boyfriend had, but two other officers in that same group, because they denied it, they said that they denied it. They, they said that nobody had the same gun as he did, but two other officers did. They did have a <laughs> and and the and the direction that the bullet hit him and struck him, it was at a forty five degree angle going this way. Mm-hmm. And there's gun residue on him. I don't know if he ever shot guns or if you've ever shot a gun from oh, where yeah. the from where the fucking distance of where the boyfriend was to where the on top of the fact that they shot through doors and all those kind of things, like there's no way his gunpowder could get onto him. That alone. That alone right there just dis- discredits everything of their suggestion that he shot them. Yeah. It, yeah, no, it, none, of it, none of it made sense. None of it sounded right. Nothing. You know? And so, but they're, that's what they're presenting and that's what, and, but that's what they do. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what this system does. And I talk about that a lot on this podcast, uh, racism and white supremacy, like this whole system of injustice that we see, it's all by design. Oh, 100%. It's all by design. And unfortunately, those that are in power, they know that this system doesn't work unless they impose injustice towards yeah. non-white people. And so they're going to continue to do what they do. Um, so we can, it's, it's crazy, man. Like we, like you said, the, the accountability that we fight for, mm. I don't think that we're ever going to get it, period. I don't think it's ever going to happen, ever. I have zero hope purely because of the system, who controls the system yeah. and, and history, and also some other genetic things that come into play when, it, when you're a global minority on, you know, on this on, on this continent or on this globe, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you kind of have to do certain things to exist and keep your, keep your genetics going. But yeah, bro, I, I don't know. What, what do you say to that, bro? As far as us getting justice and att- attempting to hold people accountable, but actually getting some tangible accountability. So, I mean, to, I mean, just to touch on the whole system idea, right? <laughs> it, you know, when people deny systemic racism or systemic injustices or just that there is this system that perpetrates just a pressure upon minorities, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I just ask you, why, why did Americans leave the British? Like, why do you think they left? They left because they didn't want to pay taxes and they were becoming, they had, they were going through the same shit we were essentially going through. Not as bad, obviously, because they were not enslaved. They were not the ones that they would put in cages and kill and torture and all those kind of things. <clears throat> but they were leaving because they were being taxed heavily and they were being treated in poorly and the, the, the kingdom was oppressing them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just took the fucking blueprint and brought it over here. That's it. Look at Trump, bro. The dude doesn't pay taxes. The rich don't pay taxes, but the poor, we're paying all the taxes. We sound like Americans. That, that's, that's what it sounds like. That's what it is to me to be an American, somebody that's fleeing or within just oppression all the time, because that's the system that we're in. And to me, I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer. I mean, one of my passions and like one of my beliefs in, in my existence is that um, I'm swirly here to just help people. That's what I fucking love to do. I like to have fun and I like to help people because helping people is fun. And um, really to me, I have a, I've always been an optimistic, hopeful person and I want to be a part of the process that helps save the world because it's easy. It's not, you know, people want to, we, movies and, and pop culture and just a lot of things like to say that a utopia will be very, very difficult. Like we don't have the resources to make it happen. Like there's not enough money to do it. We have plenty of money. Like we have plenty of resources. I mean, the necessities like water and those kind of things are, are going to become like people aren't really talking about it, but we're going to have a shortage of fresh water. Like we're going to have a shortage of food at some point relatively soon or probably within the next 10, 15 years if we don't figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> So that's going to be a serious problem. But resources, money, capital, like we can solve world hunger. It's a, it's a moral and ethical thing at this point. It's a, it's a, it's a greed thing at this point. We yeah, can I was going to say, we, we have money, but who is we? Because exactly. a, a majority exactly. of the money, uh, a majority of the wealth is held by a very small minority of people. Yeah. So, I mean, do I think it's going to change? 
I don't know, bro. I, I hope I hope so. I would love for to I would love to bet a thousand dollars and say it will. Um, but I, you know, I'm kind of right there with you. I like to just speculate on things and and be like, yo, what is the whole point? That's where I, that's where I just get mm. puzzled on. That's what I really honestly get puzzled on. Like like I look at Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, and I'm just like all right, y'all have money that you literally cannot spend in your own lifetime unless you decided for one day, one day only, I'm going to pull all that money, just drive around and shoot it out of guns all day and get rid of it till I'm done, which you probably couldn't even do in one fucking day. Mm -hmm. You know, like you literally couldn't. They have that much fucking money, right? Mm -hmm. For what? For what? Like, like, is it? You ask, you ask for what and they say, why not? Exactly. I mean, I mean, but I mean, I mean, yes, they, That's yes. It. Is it, they say, why not? And also this is about in their mind is survival, bro. What do they say? But okay. So, so this, I was, I love that you say that, right? I love that you say that. I call bullshit on that. Cause it, cause if that is the case, why that that's going back to the why, like why, what is the fucking point? What are you scared of? If you're trying to survive, you know, and this is what I try to tell people. It's like, all right, let's get imaginative here, right? Let's, let's just, let's step outside of the box. And, and, and we can't even deny this anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Aliens. Aliens are real. Aliens are real. They, they, they have said aliens are real. Canada is obvious. Other countries have been saying they're real, right? Yeah. What else is real at this point? You know, what, what else do we think that is not real? Are they, I think of like somebody that has that much money that much footing into technology, healthcare, and all those type of things. Are they trying to live forever? Is, is, that, is that what they're trying to do? Is that the why? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all. I don't care, you know, at this point, whether the, the world decides to go right in the right direction or left down the path that it kind of feels like we're going already. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck. It is what it is. I would like to go right because I'd like to help people. But I kind of am just curious at this point, why? Wow. Are y'all like, are y'all just helping funnel shit to aliens? Are y'all, are y'all trying to like, try to live longer? Like, are, have you guys discovered things, minerals, whatever it may be that we don't know of? Like, just put it out on the table, bro. Let's let it, let's let it see. Cause that's something we ain't going to get to it. They, right. they've, they've managed to make it, this system only solely work for them. Uh, so it's like, dude, just at least show us. <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a very profound question that you asked. Very simple, but profound at the same time. Yeah. Why there Why? are, there is no, from folks like me and you, like melanated individuals, mm-hmm. where our ancestors come from, uh, growth or not growth, but we we come from an abundance, right? Yes. Our ancestors either came from Africa or from maybe some of the islands or something like that. Or, or we may be indigenous. We, we might have been here for tens of thousands of years, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. But we came from an abundance, mm-hmm. right? And so abundance is in our DNA. We're not mm-hmm. tripping. We're not sweating. And we're not like grasping and trying to have things mm-hmm. because we've just, we've been born and birthed into a, a atmosphere of abundance. You know yes. what I mean? There's animals everywhere. There's trees, there's, you know, fertile land, just, yeah. just beautiful abundance. That's, that's all we know. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if we're born in America, that's still in our DNA. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about 
where white people, where Europeans came from. Even the process of them becoming white, you know, that was like a, a, a 50 to 70,000 year process. And then, you know, so they're, they're up there and, and there was the ice age and it's just big sheet of ice up around the Europe area and they were stuck. Yeah. And so they, I, they, they come from caves. They come yeah. from nothing. They come from literally fighting each other. They're Vikings. They're Vikings. Those kind of so things. They, so they're ice people. Like they come from nothing, bro. Zero yeah. resources. Okay. That's in their DNA. And I'm not saying that to, to denigrate him, but I'm just talking about history. Yeah. I'm talking, about, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about evolution and what yeah. that does to your mind and yeah. all, all the things that have happened to your ancestors, you have the same DNA. That stuff oh, 100%. Is, is passed down to you. And yeah. so when you come from, you know, tens of thousands of years of that, and then you yeah. come out of that and the ice melts and then you start coming down and you see it in everybody else and everywhere you go outside of this little corner of the world called that y'all call Europe, you know, just a few thousand years ago, but like mm-hmm. where y'all came from, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some water and some land is cloudy and it's rainy and it's kind of damp and there's not much going on there. And you go to Africa, you go to China, you go to India, you go all these places and you see these just different terrains and all yeah. of this, all of this stuff. These beautiful women, these melanated people that are shining like they like they go out in the sun and they can enjoy it. <laughs> but yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's just like you come from that mm-hmm. and then you come. And you have the Roman, you have the Greeks and the Romans, and you guys kind of had the world at, you know, on, on, on your call, beck and call, anything could happen. But then you lose, and then you lost it. Yeah. And then what they, what they went through in the Middle Ages, the way that they were living, like you said, when they came over here, they was peasants and they was serfs and they was, all, most people were living trashy existences, bro. Mm-hmm. On, top of, on top of the fact that they were dealing with the Spanish conquistadors who, who at some point basically was running the world. Like, they were they were up there. They were up there. So yeah. and so you yeah. so when you when you come from that and you come from that lack and that's in your DNA. Yeah. And 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 you know and then you start traveling the world and you think of like just the, the genetic annihilation piece. Like yo, if I intermix with everybody, I will exist mm-hmm. because it's hard to be white, but it's very easy to be brown or any other shade. And so it's no, like, I, I talk so, about that all the so time. That's why I gotta I gotta keep my women away from you. I go or I can only give away a, a certain amount. I have to make laws to protect yeah. from you because if if that's the case, I will have nothing and you guys will have everything. Everybody will look like you. They won't look like me. And so, you know, that's, that's some, that's some theory. You yeah. know, there's nothing concrete about it. Mm-hmm. But just look at history and look at, look at how things are playing out. It's just like, Oh yeah. I mean, I had, I had a white roommate and he was a cool guy. He was a cool guy. But I, but one time we kind of led to this conversation where he was like, I think he was like bumping some kind of rap music. And I was like, man, honest question, bro. Like, you know, as a, as a white guy, as a white man in America, mm-hmm. mind you, he's, he's a ginger Buddhist kind of dude. Like, so he's, he's kind of like the least kind of American, he was a hardcore Bernie type of dude. Right. So he's this kind of guy, pretty, pretty, not extreme, but pretty leftist. Like his goal is to stop uh, nuclear, like get rid of nukes all over the world, which is, I agree with that. There should, there should never be an existence of a nuke. Like I don't, I, that, that can, and like as defaulty and faulty those situations, there's been situ- scenarios where nukes have almost gone off on accident type of right. shit. So like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we should not have nukes. But so I asked him, I was like, bro, as a white man, like, you know, how do you, how, like, how do you resonate with this kind of music? Like, 
Like when you hear J. Cole, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, when you hear Nas, how do you feel about that? And he's like, he's like, well, man, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, I can't really connect to it like that, right? But I love the rhythm and the stories to it and all that type of shit. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, that's a good answer. I'll take it a step further. I was like, all right, man, you know, but as a white man, like, how do you, how do you feel about yourself? Because if you really think about your own history, right? You don't have anything, and you know it, but he knows it too because he's a Bernie Sanders kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you don't really have anything to really hang your hat on to have pride about mm-hmm. outside, of, outside of maintaining the civil liberties of your own race, yep. right? Yep. Intentionally or intentionally, right? Because I'm not calling every white person a racist. I'm not saying every white person is ignorant or every person is aware, white person is aware of their own system. I think the the beauty of privilege is the fact that you have the privilege to not even be aware of your of your own uh, system that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. And his answer was like, it kind of took a second, but he really he was just like, dude, I'm Buddhist. Like <laughs> that was his answer. Like he's like, I'm Buddhist. He's like, I don't hang my hat on that kind of stuff. Like there's nothing there to hang my hat on. Talk about privilege. (laughs) He didn't even answer the question. He was just like, he did it. He was like, man, I can't can't really speak to that. I'm Buddhist, bro. I'm Buddhist. He's like, I'm Buddhist, man. Like, he's like, that's what I'm going to claim somebody else's story. Dude, dead ass. And I was just like, I was just like, damn, dude. And and that's why, that's why for me, like, when I, when I talk to, that's why I love applying, like, my honesty and transparency and vulnerability to conversations and I try my, cause I've had several, several uh, different kinds of white folks come at me for my, for my views, for the way that I talk and the, the things that I say openly and the, and the way I challenge people's perspectives. And at the end of the conversation, it's, it's, it's always, it always ends positively. It's always cordial. It's always cool. Some end up kind of going towards the perspective that I have some, some start to realize that, oh shit, there's something going on within myself that I need to figure out. Um, but I always leave it honestly feeling bad, dude. Like, and, and that's going to sound kind of weird, right? Cause we all kind of like fuck the white man, fuck the system, all that type of shit. But it's like, you're talking about, dude. Imagine, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine, right? Because we go through it every day. I don't know about you, but I, I, I am in survival mode every day. I, I have to, I can't, I, I have to work hard. I have to make money. And, and, and in most cases, it's not even just for myself, it's for my family. I have to pay a path for not even my community, but for my own people. Like, white people don't have to do those things, right? Because they already have those paths. So, so it's like, the kind of suffrage that we go through is a sense of growth. And that's, and that's why I would hate, personally, to kind of have privilege. Like, I don't want to be privileged, bro. Like, I don't want to not work for my shit. I don't want to not be able to say I built this with my own hands or I have pride in this because I can have pride in it. Like mm-hmm. not because somebody did it for me or I killed millions of people for it or I robbed people's lives for it. Like I did this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that to me is, is a, a good, healthy kind of survival. The kind of survival that they're going through is within themselves, bro. That's what I feel bad about. When I, when I have conversations with, especially those that are ignorant, those that are prejudiced, those that hold hate in their heart, I feel bad. I have empathy for it because it's like, dude, you know, 
you, you can, everybody learns things, right? We all learn things. We all become educated. The hardest thing to fucking do, dude, is uneducate yourself. Mm. That's the hardest thing to do because it starts, like you said, with your kids. You're yeah. so happy to have them home because now not only are they going to be educated academically, but they're going to be educated on what it is to be a man, a father, how to, how to build a community, how to manage a family, how the, uh, a relationship dynamic is supposed to be. All the things that we all need to fucking learn, right? Yeah. That a lot of us as, as the black community have been stripped away from purposely. That's, that's, that's how, you, how you break a community. You break up the home. So, you know, to me, I have empathy because it's like, dude, like, they, they're lost souls in shape or form, especially those that, have, that carry the hate in their heart because they've been educated poorly. Like, they just, and, they're, and some of them, it's just like, you know, it's going to take years of uneducating yourself. And it's not even, it's not just uneducating al algebra. <laughs> it's not uneducating yourself from, from fucking world history. It's uneducating yourself from the, the fact that you don't even know your own history that your, your history is full of negative things, mm -hmm. negative things, and that your reality that you live in is stepping on the backs of everybody else unintentionally or, or intentionally. How do you live with that? Mm. That's kind of tough. And like you say, some of them say, why not? Like the rich, why the fuck not? I mean, fuck it. Some of them are going to be like that. But mm. some people are going to wake up and they're going to they're going to have a heavy ass heart. And I don't know how long their hearts are going to be heavy, but I feel bad for them because mm. my heart's not heavy, man. I have no problem or quarrel with who I am and the life that I live and the community that I'm from and the history that I have. And I have pride, you know, to be patriotic, that's fake pride. Mm. That's propaganda. You, you literally don't know your own history. You literally don't because a lot of you, I mean, today, bro, I had, I had a, DEI conversation with my with my with my with my company, right? Oh God! Predominantly white folks. I love them. They're cool white people. They're really cool white people. I'm gonna put that straight right now. They're really they're the cool white people, which is kind of fucked up. I just, to say, I, I just cringe at DEI, man. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, right? But we're sitting there talking about redlining. Oh my God! They know nothing about redlining. Some of them didn't know at all, right? had no idea that how that worked, why it works, if it's still happening now and all that type of stuff, right? They don't know their own history. Mm -hmm. To be patriotic is just to accept a lot of propaganda. In the constitution, bro, it says don't wear, wear or sell the American flag. Bro, they got Speedos. They got their dicks on their flags, bro. Like, like they, it's, it's, it's like a cycle that I, I feel bad for them that they have to go through. It's, it's uh, never, that's never crossed my mind that they have their dick on the flag, bro. That's, they have their dick on the flag, bro. That's, wow. That's pretty like, wild. And they're selling it like mm. it's literally in your constitution to not do that. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, but it, it's, you raise a lot of good points, man. And you have a, you have a really dope perspective on that. Um, Man, it's you right though. They have to after they get done, like for instance, this past weekend we had a little proud boy rally, right? Mm -hmm. At mm -hmm. Delta Park, North Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was a anti rally. I get 
at first they were supposed to be like meeting head to head, but I guess some of them did. Some of them oh, did. Some of them did. Okay. Some of them did. And there was that the Antifa rally at Peninsula Park. Yeah. yeah. And I got caught up in that traffic. I was running around and man. <laughs> <laughs> but but those proud boys, they they come here from wherever they came from. Um, yeah. They come with their flags, their American mm-hmm. flag and a Trump flag. Mm-hmm. And their Confederate. And their Confederate flag. They spew their mm-hmm. rhetoric. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They got to go home and they do have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like, me personally, I don't, I don't have empathy for them. Like, I'm, I'm glad you do. I'm glad there is some energy out there for that. Me personally, like, I mm-hmm. don't, I, and my perspective is, um, I feel like empathy is energy, right? Yeah. Like you gotta, yeah. that's an active mm-hmm. energy that you kind of produce yep. yourself because nobody can force you to have empathy. Mm-mm. And the way that I see it is, I don't have, I don't want to allocate that type of energy for those yeah. people. Me, me personally, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like father, husband, um, you know, head of the household. Like I, that's the last amount of energy that I can <laughs> could give could be to um, <laughs> those 12 highly, hour days. Highly, highly, sus- days. Oh, highly suspected white supremacy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, yeah. nah, y'all, you on your own. That you know part. what I mean? Like yeah. you and your father and your forefathers, y'all mm-hmm. on your own, mm-hmm. your, your, your soul and whatever you got to deal with after this life. Cause you're not going to, you're going to come back. And when you come back, it's not going to be what it was. You know, when you had this privilege. So mm-hmm. you know, when you reincarnate, bro, that's, that's on you. Like, but my energy is like, I got to build up my family. I got to make mm-hmm. sure I'm straight so that when I come home, or when I'm around my family, everybody's good. And they get like, you know, so it's just like, um, when it when it comes to them, bro, like, how how can I say this without being like, I mean, say what un, you have to un, say. Un, un, unnecessarily mean, but it's like <laughs> whatever's whatever's coming to them. No, yeah, they deserve it. Oh yes, oh ignorant, yes, ignorant or not, yes, they deserve it because what we're getting, we mm-hmm. don't deserve. I have no sympathy. George George Floyd did not deserve. Yes, when he got he got treated. Brianna yes. Taylor did not deserve that. And, and that's the thing about America. That's one of the most infuriating things, especially for black folks, mm-hmm. is that we're, we're educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have plenty of information and technology at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We know what we should be getting based upon what our forefathers and our ancestors put, put together as far as like being the foundation for this country's wealth. Yeah. And we don't get to share in that. We get to watch everybody else just just swimming money and we yep. are still struggling we're still one like you said one paycheck away from being in extreme poverty being in a, oh yeah you know what I mean? in, in that type of situation and it should not be that way for us yes. and we know that every time we step out, out outside our house we can get we can get uh, arrested and pulled over or just literally shot mm. just for not putting our hands up just for a police officer yells at us and we don't turn around fast enough Whatever the case, or we could be walking away from him. We can get shot in our back seven times. So it's just like, yeah, or, or laying down on the ground. Laying um, down, you, you're you're not lying. So so when I think of like Proud Boys, right? I have no. So so first and foremost, I don't have sympathy. I don't have sympathy. I don't have sympathy for a lot of things. I don't have sympathy for that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I have empathy because. I have a lot of energy to, like you meant, like you said, it takes energy. I personally am just a very energetic person. I have empathy because I don't, you know, racism is a byproduct 
of capitalism because to capitalize somebody has to be capitalized on to have capitalism there has to be some you people think capitalism is capitalizing on the opportunity no that's bullshit because somebody has to build that opportunity somebody has to create the product that is that opportunity somebody has to manifest that opportunity some people like to work and some people don't right Mm-hmm. And to capitalize is to have somebody do the work for you. So I think, I think racism has become a byproduct of capitalism because it's just, it's just all you fucking know. You just constantly consume, 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 consume. And, and at some point, somebody has to do the work for you. So now you, now you say that I am superior than you, so you have to do the work for me. You, are, you have to help me capitalize. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you scraps, but you have to help me capitalize, right? Mm-hmm. And so m- my quarrel, my quarrel is, I hate, I, I, I don't fuck with the Proud Boys, so fuck them. Like that kind of shit, those oh, no, kind no, of people. No, nobody. Kind of <laughs> little dick energy, we don't, right. we don't need any of that. Nah. But, but to me, to me, you know, I'm kind of over, and this is this is like, this is a weird, also another weird perspective or a weird thing to say. But I'm kind of over racism, bro. Like, mm. I, I don't want to give. You want to talk about shit that I don't want to give energy to? I don't want to give energy to that. Mm. I already know it. It's just the system that we're in. It I, at some point I can I can continue to be mad about this kind of shit, or I can be mad at what the real problem is. The real problem is money. The real problem is capitalism. The real, the real problem is the distribution of that capitalism and that money and how that, and how that flows evenly. That's what, equi- that's what it is to be equitable and, and build equality for everybody, right? Is, it's, it's not just the resources. All it's, it's big. At the end of the day, it's fucking money, bro, because money makes the world go wrong. I hate it. I hate that. I hate that. I hope at some point when, when we become the world that is a hopeful utopia that it could be, is that we just realize we don't need money, right? Because you talk so what about, about- What about when situations aren't about money? Because I mean, to say that racism is, is, is less than capitalism or like less yeah. than an issue than capitalism, like racism rears its ugly head and it has nothing to do about money. All, uh, a lot of time, a lot of time ain't got nothing to do with money. I mean, so, so this is where I take it, right? I take it to, to it's it's it to me it's always about money because all right take billy bob here right billy bob's born in the south his family's broke too if he had the 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 money to be able to get education be be da, 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 uh he could probably come out better but also the reason he's in this community versus a, a diverse community is money redlining was all about money how can we make sure that the property value is higher over here than it is over here? That's a dollar bill decision. That's, that's, there, is there racism into that? I'm sure. But the bottom line is the bottom line. That's capitalism. The bottom line is the bottom line. It's, it's how much money I can bring in. Revenue, profit. It's always been a business decision. It's always about money. It's always about money. These cops, at this point, the reason it's escalating even more is because now we're talking about fuck your job. Well, they need that job. They need to get paid so they can pay their bills and live the lifestyles they want to have. That's money. Is their decision, every, every decision made by money in, in some shape or form? For some people, it is. Some people kill for money. Mm-hmm. 
some people love just for money. It's dude, money plays a huge role. I'm not saying racism isn't a real thing. I'm not saying there people don't make racial decisions and strictly decisions just to take somebody's life or affect somebody's life because of inherent racism. I promise you a majority of where they became as a person and the outcome that they become is because of the money. I mean, every step that we take to become people, I mean, unless, unless you're so, so, so that's my quarrel with money, right? That's why I believe money is everything to the evil that we is because money is evil to me, right? You look at, you look at, uh, countries, um, you know, where they practice Buddhism, where they practice the breathing techniques, where they meditate, where they find peace in the abundance that you were speaking of, the world that we're in, the, the beautiful place that we're in, the environment, the earth, the water, the resources, the people around. That's true peace. They find, they don't give a fuck about money. They don't care about, I went down to Mexico in the, in the ghetto ghetto and they're happy, happy, er than here. And so are you, are you, when you say money, are you talking about US dollars? Are you just talking about a common currency or what, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that exactly? I'm talking about, I'm talking about <sighs> money is a lot of things. Money is currency. Money, money is the US dollar, Euro, peso. Money is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But money is also an ideology. Money is greed. Money, money is, a, is, a, is a decision now. It's ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. It's a part of our lives. There's people will make every, I'm going to this college to get this degree. So this degree helps me make this much money. So, but you're, you're talking about a Eurocentric white supremacist ideology. That's not, and just like you said, like the Buddhists and you can go to Africa or you can go mm-hmm. to anywhere in the East, mm-hmm. they're not centered on money, but you're talking, what, but, but what you're talking about is a Eurocentric mm-hmm. white supremacist ideology. Yes. And that so is everything capitalism. that we know. Yeah. And everything that we know and everything that we, and where we exist in the United States Mm-hmm. The way that we view ourselves and when the way that we view the world, we mm-hmm. view everything about everything is about money. Yes. Because that's how we've been socialized. Yes. But if we if we never would have been uh um if we never would have been captured the way that we were, transported mm-hmm. over here, mm-hmm. you know, treated the way that we've been treated, mm-hmm. that would not be our worldview. Now but, or, or, but because of racism, yes, because of white supremacy. Yes. We are here, we're in this society, and now we have to deal with that reality because that's the reality that they have created. And they've, yes. taken, they've taken their ideology and they went to everywhere in the world and yes. colonized every, almost just about every uh, continent out there. Mm-hmm. And so now the whole world runs on their system, which was mm-hmm. born out of their white supremacist ideology which is based upon their capitalism so it all comes back to them and how they get down mm-hmm. with their money no, and how, and with, their, with their ideology, with their really? ideology. Yeah. well i mean but yeah. so, so so their money is a part of their ideology yes their money yes. their money is their god yes 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 that's now, what money, i'm saying money in itself currency in itself there's always been currency yes yes you know Musa was the richest man in the world because of yes not because of dollar bills but because of the gold that he had yes and so yes. yeah there's always currency and currency mm. in itself is not evil but the evil mm. comes from the white supremacist ideology capitalistic all that type of stuff that comes from europe so that's that's, 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 that's their ideology that's not african ideology 
That's not. No, it's thing. not. It's not. But, okay, but I will take it a step. Sudan. It's not from Ethiopia. Hundred percent. Don't nobody else get down like that, bro. No, that part. That part. That part. That part. That part. That part. But at the same time, if you step outside of the lens of race, dude, uh, dude, you can. There's places you can go in the world, and you can give somebody five hundred dollars. They're going. They're going to take that hit for you. They're going to take a body for you. You can go somewhere in the world and and put down some money, and now you own somebody. Like money, dude. Money. Money is just such an evil thing. You know what I mean? And and like where you know, money is a part of the the seven deadly sins. It's greed. It's a part of that, you know what I mean? It, it comes from that. It's you're right where we do need to have a sense of currency, and currency is manageable. But but I think, and maybe maybe hey, it is white supremacy and all that jazz. I just think at the bottom line, um, money has has a has a deep connection to evil, and I, I just I can't get over that. Just because I've seen so many negative things uh, that come from money positive things happen too. You know what I mean? It's nice to be able to buy your, your wife a home or give your kids the things that they want. Um, but it sucks that, you know, if you trace it all the way back, somebody had to do some hardship just for you to get that. And it was all because they needed money to survive and you needed money to get that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, a, it's just a con. I, I don't know. To me, it's like, I, th- I take it to like a place of true empathy that I have for the world, bro. It's like, mm. it's like, why the fuck are there homeless people on the streets? And we have a billion dollar industry for fucking pets, bro. I think that's weird. I think that's weird. Why, why do people would, would rather fight for the rights of, of, of like dogs and cats? It's like, you know, hey, animals, I get it. All that type of stuff, I get it. You know, the environment, I would understand. Like fighting for whales, bet. Cats and dogs to have like a, a, a fucking sweater at their crib versus a human being having a sweater on their back. I can't get down for it, man. But, bro, everything that you're describing is Eurocentric ideology, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's not and, and, like you. You go to Africa; don't, they don't have house pets. That part, bro. I went to Mexico, and they didn't have that shit either. No, they so. don't have the, the, the animals. <laughs> the animals right. stay outside, bro. <laughs> so, what? Everything that you're describing is Eurocentric ideology, <sighs> i.e., white supremacy. They, they they have turned society upside down and backwards. Yeah. But that's how they get down. That's yeah. their that's their lifestyle yeah. that they have imposed on everyone else. And so it's so it's if if you was anywhere else in the world you wouldn't you wouldn't even be dealing with this man. I, I mean, it. but I mean, if if they didn't take over and, and do what they did to the world, but you know, kind of yeah. bring everything all under their subjection, everybody speaking because everybody does want to become America in some shape or form. And and the yeah. and the and the thing about America is that you have the freedom to just be bad. Like that's what the fuck it is. Like. Mm. Like you have the freedom of choice, but, but also it's like, it's just, there's levels to this shit, man. Like toxic masculinity. When I go to, when I go to Mexico and the way that I'm, I'm in a predominantly like female, uh, heavy family. Like I I, I was born on the backs of Latina women that are immigrants. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, dude, when I, when I went to Mexico and I saw how the men would treat my aunt, how the men would treat my cousin, and I'm not going to speak up, bro, because I, I'm, I'm also half Haitian and I'm pretty visibly like different than them. You know I mean? I I had people staring at me, asking about me. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm not, you know, it's not my place to speak up, but it's just like, dude, those kind of things is weird. This idea that, 
this idea that a woman can't do what a man can't do and all these type of things. It's just a lot of, a lot of those ideologies are strange to me and, mm-hmm. and money falls under one of those things. Uh, I, I, I don't want to blame white people for everything because um, at some point, like, dude, humans are humans and we all develop bad habits and bad patterns. Um, and a lot of us are, those sins are really spicy, bro. Like they're easy to get into. <laughs> I have my vices, man. I have my, I make a mistake every day. Yeah. Um, so, um, and it, and it has nothing to do with the color of my skin. I just, I'm just fucking human, bro. Yeah. Um, the problem, the problem is though, is that this ideology that is white supremacy has made everything about race because that's how they continue their propaganda and their superiority is that look at my fair skin, look at this. Da, 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 da. I think it is that hunger to survive because, because I wish somebody would have never put out the statistic that like 2040, um, there's going to be like white people are becoming a minority in America. I wish mm-hmm. people would have kept that on the wraps. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they were going to know anyway. They were going to know anyways, but I'm yeah. like, fuck, like, I wish nobody said it. We just I mean, the, even, even, even the term minority, for them to even call anybody else a minority. It's weird. It's asinine weird. Because they're Stupid. minorities when it comes to the whole world. So, I mean, everybody has melanin except <laughs> the 20% of people that don't have it, which is not a normal thing. So it's just like, yeah. How, yeah. Are, how are we the minorities when y'all, there's barely any of y'all around the and, world? And it's like, too, also, also like, you know, a thing that separates our, a huge gap is education, right? Yeah. Bro, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, like education to what? Like, right. just because we're taught a lot of the things that you learn, that you created, doesn't mean that they're true. Doesn't mean that it is, it is the defi- definition of what it is. Like, I'm a ta- I'm like, the, dude, the space that I live in all the time is like, all right, bro, just because somebody called that red, doesn't mean that has to be read to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person. Like mm-hmm. like I live in that mindset all the time where it's like, I, I firmly believe I do what the fuck I want when I want and I do it. Um, yeah. But not on the back of anybody else. It's on my back. I did it. If I made a poor decision, I take the, the responsibility for what comes with it. If I made a great decision, motherfucker, that's my bag. Don't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of mentality, right? Because that's what I know. I work hard. That's what I, I work for. Yeah. But I also don't fucking subscribe to um, this this constant, constant mentality that the life that we live is, is like all decided for us. That like we have to oblige to every human rule out there that it's okay to live in a spectrum where where you don't subscribe to every single fucking thing that we all are told to believe. Mm-hmm. Like we, the world changes every fucking day like every day is a brand new day and there's something new and what i just said in this space is gone what t- yesterday is gone like it, dude tomorrow we a meteor can hit and the world can be a different place you know tomorrow something can come out of the water fuck who knows bro did we no did you think 2020 was gonna happen like this exactly bro yeah no no so if you if you continue to live in a mindset where you believe in um, all this shit in front of you and you don't ask why on a daily basis, you don't um, question your own decisions, you don't really try to really, really figure out who your, your, your position is in this, in this space, then dude, you're lost. And that's, that's the problem with white supremacy is they want the privilege. They want to be comfortable. 
nothing about this world is comfortable if you like dude if you believe if you believe that the world is spinning in a constant circle which it should be and it is mm-hmm. then then dude we're spinning in a constant circle all the time we're in constant movement that's not comfortable like that's not comfortable like right. a lot of the realities that we live in this world that we live in is, is supposed to be uncomfortable that's why white supremacy sucks ass because they don't get the fruits of, of what we get to live in. And that's an a uncomfortable reality. Fuck red. Fuck all these definitions and titles and all these types of things, bro. Just live your life, figure out, discover things for yourself um, and help people along the way. That's, that's what fucking, that's where I went wrong. That's why I hate money because people will put a bag before somebody's life. People will run towards a $20 bill before running towards somebody getting hit by a car. People will pull out their phones and, and just sit there and watch things and hope they have a viral moment versus helping somebody. Like it's, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I don't subscribe to that shit. I feel you, bro. Yeah, but also fuck, fuck Proud Boys and that and Proud Boy and Antifa stuff. Like, you know, I don't even get down with Antifa because they're taking all the fucking clout, bro. Oh, like yeah. this was about Black Lives. Go fucking sit in your closet, you emo weirdos. Like, yeah. it's all it's like chill, bro. Like, we get it. Anarchy is your thing. Go get it tattooed, but leave us alone. We're trying to fight for some real ass shit, dude. And and that's for the lives of people that matter, which are black, and the lives of people that have been killed because of a system that you're also a part of. Because most of these Antifa folks are white too, okay. and it's like it's like, dude, okay, that's all, now, that's all I see. Like now yeah. with, these, with these marches, like after the first two months or so, and you know, I'm I'm I live in Kenton, like yeah. go to Kenton Park Dana every day with, with my kids, mm-hmm. and, and they was out there last night. Like they're always over there at night. You know, and then they're over. They're going. They go over to the police. Uh, what is it? The uh, it's not the police station, but the um, like the headquarters for their. I don't know, man. I stopped giving the union. About them. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The union. So I was right yeah. down the street off of Denver and Lombard. So they go to the union and they tag it up, and you know they block off the street and all that, man. And it's just like this ain't even about George Floyd no more. This ain't about Breonna nah. Taylor anymore. This is nah. all about y'all. And whatever no. it depends on the moment though it depends on the moment so like when the when the grand when the grand jury came with their verdict all right brianna taylor's name hella loud out there but yeah when, but I, when, I hadn't heard her name for a couple months until then <laughs> you know yeah, like when i'm yeah. out here every day when i'm trying to get home like when i'm running around i see them in the street yeah unless unless dog. unless there's a black person there that really cares or unless there's somebody that truly understands what this time is really about and that's that you know, we got to fix the injustices for black lives because, dude, it starts there. If we start by helping black people, then we recognize and learn. And that builds the blueprint because they built the blueprint on how to impress everybody else off of us. Yeah. So then let's build the blueprint on how to build us up so they can build up everybody else. And then everybody but they else. Don't, but they don't want to build up everybody. No, no. No, that's capitalism. They want the money. They but want. But you know to- what? I I gotta I, I gotta throw the statues now. Not since we're talking about money and capitalism. So mm-hmm. and also helping black people. So yeah. Um. So let's let's take that premise. You know, racism is a byproduct of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So. You know, the 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 the, the descendants of enslaved um, Africans here or indigenous people here in America. Mm-hmm. 
were never given their proper justice, were never given compensation, were never no. given reparations. No, no. Now, wouldn't it be wise for America to pay reparations to people that will stimulate their own econ- economy? Yeah. Like if you if you paid out, <laughs> uh, you, if you paid out a trillion dollars to African American descendants of slaves, mm-hmm. what are what are we gonna do? Like what what are our what are our spending habits like? Right? Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So look, so look. Okay, okay. So okay. if it wasn't about race, they yes. would just give us the money because we're gonna give it right back to them. But it's not about that, bro. Nah, so, it's not so about that. Yes, 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 and yes and no, yes and no. Right? All right. Tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Because right. another of the sins is pride. Right? Pride has a big ordeal to do with racism. Pride That's, in what though? What, what pr- pride in their own race. Pride in their own color. Pride oh, in their race, own. Pride in race trumps the money, dude. Everybody, yeah, you I'm just. I, all right. I mean, <laughs> it's it's but but that's why. So and so I think this is why uh, capitalism is such a fucking dude. You know, OK, let's step outside of the realm of the fact that we are disenfranchised and that we are victims of capitalism. If you were to look at it from like an evil, bad person perspective, capitalism is fucking genius stuff. Like capitalism is genius as fuck. And probably the mixture is greed and, and, and pride. And and so yeah, is, is is racism above money or money's above pride or it's intertwined together? I, dude, who gives a fuck? But they're doing it. They're doing it pretty solid for both. Right. I think. Right. I think. Um, damn, you stumped me. You stumped me. Gotcha. I got you. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, but it it's it's, it's just something to think about. It's just something because it yeah, was, it was playing in the back of my mind. I was like, man, this is. I wish it was just about money because then they could just give us our money and then they yeah. could, and then they could let us get like but, you want to stimulate the economy like give it to the people who have the worst spending habits. But it's short term. It's short term. It's it's always been short term. Uh, money like economics mm, yeah. is is always short term for them and and uh, dude they don't want to give us our money because they know what the fuck we would do with money. Like they they now we have poor spending habits. Well, you go back when we were segregated, dude, we were balling. That's okay. We were, we were balling. When we knew what financial literacy was. Well, not, we not, were, not all of us. Not all of us. Okay, that part. But it's better than what it is now, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. so just imagine well, we if they did. Just, just imagine if they gave us what we deserve. Oh, I, yeah. think, I, think, I think you give, and, and, I, and I think now more than ever, they're, they're probably even more hesitant to give us our reparations because we're, we made fucking leeway with the mud, bro. We came out of the mud. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have billionaires now. We have people in industries that like, it's like, I'm sorry, but you know, the fact that like Kanye is a billionaire, Jay-Z is a billion, like musicians, artists, artists, they didn't, you know, they, they build businesses along the way, but it's like they started off of a cultural thing, like something intangible. They made something out of literally sound. They made a career out of sound, writing the things out of their head. They didn't have to go uh, build a fucking uh, a power plant or manufacturing building to make shoes or to make clothing. They made fucking swag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now they're billionaires off of that. That's what black people are capable of. Yeah. Why would I give them hella money? 
and now they're educated and now we're all pretty much uh in the same level field of how to become educated and learn things because there's the internet the fuck the fucked up thing that they did is that they didn't they didn't lock down the internet mm. they, they you know what i mean Capitalism. don't give them no ideas now i mean dude they're already doing it We're <laughs> what are you talking about you, you know they could they're listening to us right now what are you I talking know. about i know man it's the, but you know what you the 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 yin and yang of capitalism, right, mm-hmm. is that you also have to have the freedom to flow. And if, dude, that's the reason America's fucking lit, is because it's just it's just a long ass hundred years of a country, however long, or thousands of years of a country that's just bullshitting all the fucking time. And they're just, they have the freedom to do it, right? A lot of other countries are pretty, pretty hierarchy based. Like it's, it's very much not dictatorship esque, but borderline. Like, you know, dem- democracy was a thing that we pushed out there to have because democracy is a beautiful thing. Because, because the, <laughs> the reason that democracy is such a challenge in other countries is because other countries uh, got the blueprint and their people want to do it the right way. We just have the first iteration of democracy, which is that there's no accountability. Dude, voting, right? Everybody go vote. If you listen to this, please go fucking vote. Like, you're doing yourself disjustice. It's hashtag. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll, please. <laughs> because, because it actually fucking matters. It actually matters, right? But, but look at this. The reason, the reason people don't like to, to vote and stuff like that is, and if you're educated enough, you understand what the electoral college is like that's bullshit yeah. like the lower the uh, you go to any other country that practice, practices democracy they don't have that they don't have that that was initially there to have accountability of all the third all the all the judicial system the executive system all the stuff that we have now all the branches that we have that was there to have accountability but capitalism did its damn thing. They were like, ah, fuck accountability. We're going to toss it out the road. We're going to drink beers. We're going to drive fast cars. We're going to make explosive movies. We're going to put boobies and booty on the front of everything. And we're going to slap an American flag on it. And it's going to sell for 10 times the cost of what it should be. And we're winning. Like they totally gave a fuck no fucks about their own system so that's what fucked them over and then people take it and adopt it in other places and that's why when that's why when i see like thailand is up in roar and they're trying to rewrite their constitution and they're trying to implement democracy in their country and they're doing it the right way because the bill the people are having a say in it no that's what democracy should really be about and that's what it's been told us to be about it's about the people but they, they it's funny though us. so that's and that's and that's how they work like they tell us what they mm. want us to know, but mm. then we see what it really is. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. and they keep that to themselves, or we just we just watch it play out, and we have yeah. to read between the lines. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the reasons. That's one of the thing that, that sparked this whole conversation was the, take your booty to the pole. <laughs> the PSA, get your booty to the pole, bro. I'm gonna I'm, I'm show everybody that's watching on YouTube. I'm gonna cut out. I'm gonna go yeah. to that. Go to this video. Yeah. Y'all get ready to get your booty to the pole with it. So. Get, get, get your booty to the pole. 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 Yeah.
Did we get your attention? Good. So, you're really not gonna vote? You know it's more than just the president on the ballot, right? Check it. A district attorney decides who to prosecute. Including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do. But you don't want to vote. Can't make it rain if you locked up on some bullshit. Want trades and coding taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will prepare us for the job market. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they going to pick who they going to pick, shawty. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. You know how that happened? It's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get, get, get your vote, vote, yeah. vote, 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 stretch. For information on how and where to vote, as well as resources to find out who's running where you live, go to getyourbootytothepole.com. <laughs> All right, so, so there we go. We, we just watched the video. Get your booty to the pole. Bro, this stirred up so many things inside of me, and maybe not for the reasons that many might think about. So, <laughs> <laughs> bro, <laughs> when I've seen this, yeah, I, at first I thought it was fake. I, you know, I, I kind of did I, too. I, I thought it was a joke, but then I seen... Uh, Jamel Hill, and not to say that she's some authority figure on yeah. whatever is official, but yeah, she tweeted it out. I was like, oh, maybe this is a real thing. And then I watched yeah. the whole thing on YouTube, and I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt disrespected. For one, I didn't know who made it, but yeah. for two, why, why would you try to appeal to us in that way? Whoever put it together, like it was just cheap. It was degrading to yeah. us as people. Like something as serious as the political process in America to be trivialized into strippers talking about getting your booty to the public. Like, is that the part you're mad about, bro? Come on. Bro, this is no, no, America, I mean, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm mad about a lot of things. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm mad at the quality of the strippers. Oh, because I was trying to think, okay. like, why, why am I so mad about this, bro? Like, why is <laughs> it, like this? It shouldn't affect me this way because, like, like you said, I shouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. Bro, yeah. it was like, am I, am I watching the boondocks? Oh. No, no this is real life. Yeah, and then the quality of the strippers, bro. Yeah, like like I seen I seen a few power forwards in there. Um, I seen a uh, I don't know I don't want to get I won't go too hard on them, but I, but I'm like, <laughs> you're not like though you're not like you know it was it was I was like is this Sugar Shack rejects, bro? I know Sugar Shack been closed. Did they just find who? I'm just like, what is going on, bro? I was like, when I watched it, I was like, who the fuck did the casting for this? Like, who, like, come on. So you're telling me you went above and beyond production. And like, you know, you know, you're right. It's very distasteful. It's, it's a slap to the face to, to all black people. If you really think about it, if you really think about it. Oh yeah. That that's how you have to communicate to us or that's how we have to communicate to ourselves. Like it's, that should be and, and and again. So, bro, the setup was cheap, bro. The setup was way too cheap. It was cheap. The setup and, was and the cheap. And the song, the song, it was the it was a gimmicky song, bro. hundred percent. But that catches. That's, that's, bro, that was so. That's, that's the radio, though. No, that was like Saturday Night Live. Like it was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. Like there was no the artistic. There wasn't artistic enough, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so okay, so. 
I, I have uh, have so many feelings about it, right? So I am a big advocate for sex workers. I love strippers. Um, I'm not one of those that partake in stripping in the way of like throwing money. I can't do it. I think it's a weird thing for me personally, but uh, but I love it's everything about stripper. That's all. <laughs> you're you're onto something. That's, that's you're on, I live in Portland. Let's just yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so so uh, that part, but. Um, but no, in all reality, like I'm a big advocate for sex workers. I want to open up my own strip club, but I want it to be this like very safe, woman ran, um, abundance of opportunities, and and just a easy, good, safe place for strippers. Because, mm-hmm. like you just said, we're in Portland. I think the strip clubs here are very different than in other places. I think they're a little bit more dangerous here, in my opinion. But I could be wrong. I haven't been to other strip clubs anywhere else. Okay. Now, so I don't want to trash on the distastefulness because of the fact that it's stripping or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with stripping, but it's the fact that we're talking about where we, we have to write, go vote on booty cheeks for us to literally go vote. Distasteful, bro. That's, that's, that's where I'm just like. So unclassy. And and what what other, what other culture is, is pulling that off? But you, but you know what? The first thing is I was thinking like, what type of Democrats paid for this? Like what, what part, who, how, why? But then I went to the website, bro. Did you get a chance to go to the website? I didn't, dude. I was just watching the video. Out of the I know, I know, man. I, 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 go far. <laughs> I go far with these things, man. So I, I went to the website and went to get, get your booty to the poll.com. Uh-huh. And was there more is, booty? No. <laughs> it was it was the same video but on the website you are able to meet the strippers so it has like their names or mm-hmm. i'm sorry meet the dancers and so yeah dancers names and a really the, the pictures look better than a video it's kind of crazy like the, mm-hmm. the, the you can do a lot with the picture though yeah exactly so um, but the video is trash and so this is what they said when you go to about the psa so they said in the middle of a pandemic, while many of us were out of work, we decided that we wanted to help influence the election. Angela, our fearless director, thought it would be a great idea to have exotic dancers from, from some of Atlanta's finest gentlemen's clubs to tell their patrons um, and fans to get their booties to the pole. Now, my first issue with this is some exotic dancers from Atlanta's finest gentlemen's clubs, but you didn't get the finest dancers, bro. You feel me? Like we we gotta have I mean, yeah, I mean, quality. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If, if you really want to drive the point home, like I know Atlanta has a lot to offer. I know that's what I was saying. I was like, because when I I didn't I, like when, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, uh, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. And then when I went to the account and I saw that it was Georgia, I was like, this doesn't make sense. This is that's where it lost me. That's why I didn't even go to the page because I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Who the fuck did the casting for this? Because this is this with Atlanta, all due respect, Georgia. Yeah, all due respect. I mean, all women are beautiful. All people mm-hmm. are beautiful to each his own. Whatever mm-hmm. gravy you like to dip in, cool. Each his own. But, dude, <laughs> you, you 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 had the opportunity if you were driving the point, like you're saying, you had the opportunity and the galore of the top notch exotic dancers of any spot. I don't care where Miami's. Right there, second best, probably. I haven't been there, but you know, I'm, I'm but, sure. I'm sure. But, but I'm telling you, Atlanta, from yeah. what everybody talks about, where from how big it is, pop culture wise, from if you go on World Star or watch any kind of, if you have Twitter, dude, 
Like, you're going to see Atlanta strip clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I, so I have a theory on that, and I'm, I'm going to get to that. Let me, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to get to the theory. So, Angela teamed up with Paul Fox, a prop master turn producer, um, based out of Atlanta, and it was on. The pair recruited a slew of talented filmmakers uh, and dancers. They started a GoFundMe called Angela and Paul Want Black People to Vote and filmed their message one day at the end of July, all while fearing the second wave of COVID. That was unnecessary. The, the entire crew was made up of volunteers who were dedicated to the message of an idea of increasing voter turnout amongst the black male demographic. We mm. hope that our passionate message becomes your reality when you take your booty to the, to the poll and vote this election cycle. So Angela Gomez, Paul Fox, they are both, pro, they don't have any pictures of themselves, but, you know, you go on the YouTube and you look at the comments, they themselves are black. So these are black people that put mm. this together. Now, when it comes to the talent, I hate to harp on it, but like the, the talent wasn't there. Right. And no. So I'm thinking, all right, Atlanta has some of the finest. And even if they're not from there, everybody flocks there. Yes. So you get you get your pick of the litter. Right. Literally. Who did the fucking casting? And so what I'm thinking is. When the when the pandemic hit, all of the top notch strippers, where did they go? Where shit was open. OnlyFans. OnlyFans and my Only, But look, exactly. So OnlyFans and so the the top notch, the cream of the crop, they was on OnlyFans getting more in their house than they were at the club. And so the only strippers that they could get to come out there for free, because they did that for free. And they had to start a GoFundMe to get money after they shot it. So the only strippers they could get for free were the ones that did not have OnlyFans popping, the ones that were really struggling. And all of them girls look fairly new. They don't look like they've been in the game that long. They outfits wouldn't have. Some of them look like they've been in the game too long. Oh, I'm sorry. The the, the power forward looked like she had been in the game for a minute. But but she might have just started. She might have caught the wave late. But, like, whatever she was doing, whatever they was doing, but I'm saying. Their stuff wasn't as popping. They wasn't on only fans getting ten thousand a month, and so because yeah. of that, they're like, "Man, I'll take anything right now." You want me to do something for free? You want to put a go boat sticker on my butt? I don't care, man. Whatever. If y'all gonna raise money, all right, shoot me the whatever in thirty days. Yeah, let me know. And so <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, like, bro, that's that's the people that they got. I mean, I mean. Yes. This theory style. Straight That's theory. a theory. That's a straight theory. My theory, my theory is like, my theory is just the, the person that did the casting had to be white. It had to be. They was black, bro. They was black. They was all black. I don't know. Maybe because they're volunteers. Maybe they don't know what it's, where to throw a lot of money at good strippers. I don't know. But it was, they just had an opportunity there. You know, like if we're going to go distasteful, make it a little tasty then. Like, like give us something, I don't know. But overall, go get your booty to the pole. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's dude, I don't know, man. In this in this world that we live in now, um, it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Cause if you really think about it, I don't even think you would have seen anything like that ten, fifteen years ago on any tele, any tele screen, any anything, nothing. Yeah. nothing um that's a whole different kind of conversation um but yeah no I, I think uh i think they dropped the ball on that one uh they 
they dropped some booty on it, but it was not the best. No, nah, it wasn't. There were so many. And you know what? Maybe I'm not going to vote because of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. It was you know so what? bad. I'm not even voting, bro. Fuck like, this nah, shit. Fuck nah. I, I was See, I was already on my way to the poll. And now, then they now, told me now, this. Y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all. Ah, is this, you going to throw yeah. this at me? Come on. Y'all, y'all some clowns now. Nah, nah, I'm oh, shit. fuck shit. This some fuck shit. I'm, That's I'm funny. Yeah, I'm exactly, bro. So, so me, so on, on some serious stuff. Um, yeah, there were you know the, the debates. I think they're probably done now, or maybe yeah. just wrapping up. Yeah. So we have Trump and Biden debating right now, and yep. even before I've seen get your bullies to the poll, and even before tonight with the with the debates, I've yep. already been. Um, I'm probably like ninety two percent. Um, certainty that I'm not going to vote for the president. And then, let me let me tell you my reasons why, and I just want to bounce it off of you, see what you think. So reason number one, um, I don't believe in either one of those men, right? Yeah, that's fine. Reason number two, I don't know what's going to happen with technology and, you know, voting records in the future. And I, I always do things with my kids and my grandchildren and just like generations down the line in mind. And so I'm thinking if voting records ever get out and my kids see that I voted for either one of them people that I don't believe in. I don't want them to think, Oh man, granddaddy, grandpa, whatever, great grandpa, man, he was kind of, yeah, exactly. So I don't want to, I don't want to go out like that. I'm not going outside that way. (laughs) Number three. Okay. You, you and yeah, you still in uh, Portland, right? Yeah. Bank. So we in Oregon, bro. Uh Oregon is a basically pre-sold state. We're blue. I would be careful in that. I'd be very careful in that. Cause, cause if you go back to the last election, it was, it, we were maybe like 8% difference. Like really? eight, 10, it, was close? Eight, it was pretty damn close. I okay. mean, I could be, I could be capping, but when I was watching it, yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh dude, is Oregon about to go the other way? Because, because yo, I know, I know. And this is why the, like the way that voting's and, and all that type of, it's fucking, it's like, um, I just saw um, who was covering, I think it was Michigan. I, I watched something from Vice News. They were talking about the, the oil miners and the steel people up in Michigan and how Michigan has always been a predominantly blue state. Mm. But if, if, if you look at the voting chart, it's because it's like they have Minneapolis and a couple other relatively medium-sized rural counties that oh, vote blue yeah, yeah. vote blue but the rest is predominantly red that mm. is the same thing here mm. and and so and so now that's a fact now, that's true yeah so so that's what i'm saying like it's like yeah portland is is a oregon is is always been democratic and it's going to go to the blue party most likely especially now that we're going to have a hopefully knock on wood a bunch of youth vote um dude it's just be careful because like it's there's a lot of red in this state this is a white only state that's how it started that's how it started so um so yeah i don't i don't that's just important to bring up because i don't want people to think uh you know just because it's a giveaway you know dude that shit was close last time no you right bro you right um it was mad close yeah that's look here i just pulled something up i don't know if you can see this yeah, that's what, it, that's what we look like. 
Exactly. So of course the north the northwest corner, Multnomah yeah. County and all and that. And I promise you, I promise you with all those fires that we just had, a lot of those that are shaded pink and all that, that's about mm. to be bright red. That's about mm. to be bright red, bro. Yeah. That's about to be bright red. So that's why I'm saying, dude, don't even be surprised yeah. if if uh, all of a sudden Oregon is a red state this this time around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in all intents and purposes, like Oregon is a red state, except for yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. in, in, in Eugene, and, University and, of Oregon, all that, and like kind of Salem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, no, so you're right about that. Basically, the I five. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So, but also, the way that I see it, like, regardless of who's in office, I don't mm-hmm. really think it's going to affect our lives too greatly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So because I don't believe in either one of those guys, you know, I don't, I don't mind sitting this one out. Of course I, I, I just voted locally. Of course. Okay. I mean, you got to right. vote locally. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. All right. I was about to, I was about to say like, all right, bro. Yeah, like, no, as you long as you do that, because okay. that affects you. Like I know, we, we, we know these people. Yes. yes. You know, like I know most of these people. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna vote for the people that I know. Um, yes. or the people that I know that know that guy, you know, so whatever it is. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it your way, bro. How do you feel about the presidential election? And Dude. you kind of already said it, but, you know. Yeah, okay. So, honestly, fuck both of them. Yeah. <clears throat> I, there's there's so many levels to it. I think I think I'm, I think everybody and anybody should be sick and tired of having old white men as president. I think anybody should be sick and tired of having old people in general as president. Mm. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It's a old. It's a thing that used to make sense in the past because they had a issue with living too. Like they couldn't live long enough. So the person that lived the longest was wealthy and this and that and that. It's regular to live old and long now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's not that doesn't wisdom is no longer age in my opinion. Wisdom has never been about age. I think that's a that's just a wisdom is what you know. Wisdom is. just just your worldview that is what wisdom is and and your truth and your self-awareness a bunch of those type of things it doesn't have equate to age so i'm tired of that shit uh i don't obviously would never subscribe to trump i think he's a con artist i think he's one of the best con artists of all time if you want to give that man any props to anything Mm -hmm. is that this this dude is a phenomenal con artist. I say look directly to how you see him interact in the public and with the media and how he tweets and how he acts. He acts like the reality TV star that we all know and at some point kind of loved at some point, right? Mm-hmm. But then you see him behind closed doors and he hears conversations with the reporter guy that leaked all those things about him. You hear, you kind of hear some intelligence in his voice. You hear that, oh, I didn't want to stir people up. I know how bad it is. Da, 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 da. This fool is just really, really, I don't, you know, people want to say Trump is dumb. I don't think he's the smartest person. I think he just knows how to finesse. I think he's a hustler. And I think he is a very, very good liar. I think a lot of his businesses are, go, have been and always been underwater. I think uh, his business practices are the only reason he succeeds and his business practices are how do I get the shortcut to the big dollar bill? Mm-hmm. That's how that man works. He's a con artist. So I'll give him credit for that. Outside of that, he's a piece of shit. Uh, there ain't nothing about him that's cool. Even his wife is dusty. His kids are dusty. His mom is dusty. His daddy's dusty. I don't give a fuck. That whole line is dusty. Fuck them all. They can all choke and die. I don't give a fuck, honestly. So that bullshit. Now, Biden, 
Mm-hmm. He's a politician. A real, and he's a real politician. This dude has been Democratic his whole life, but Democrats have not been about everybody their whole existence either. And, uh, you know, this fool is about a, a part of a couple of bills that are shaky and, and uh, very damaging to the black community and most communities of colors themselves. I don't, I don't give a fuck that he was the vice president for Obama because, you know, Obama was Obama too, you know? I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Obama either. Because I haven't been, I haven't had a president in my lifetime. I don't think a lot of people have had a president in their lifetime. Because I don't think there's been a president yet that truly, except for JFK and sometimes uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That fool, because only because he gave a fuck about the environment a lot. That that he was cool a little bit for that, and he was a he was kind of a character, you know what I mean? But JFK, JFK would have never got assassinated. God. Man, I can only imagine where the country would be now. Mm-hmm. I think about I think about if if uh, <clears throat> that scandal between Al Gore and Bush, if Al Gore would have been president, mm-hmm. yo, we would all have Teslas right now. Uh, but going back on Biden, ass booty. I think he's creepy. The way he touches kids is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think. Um, I think he's too old for office. I think he's been back and forth on some things that affect people of color. He's just a politician himself. Yeah. And then, and then you know, the sugar on the cake uh, is is Kamala. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Kamala fan either. She she put a lot of people of color in jail. And when she started in politics, she was so. Also, and here's the thing, right? Because I'm a mixed person, right? Why are they calling her the first black? Uh. uh like women to be vice president, all this type of shit. Shouldn't they say that she's the first like mixed woman or like they don't even talk about her Asian side or her oh her South? Well, her. You know that's that's what white supremacy is. That's what racism is all about. Just that's, play, that's what I'm saying. It's like playing that card and, to whatever to whatever. And like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at this point? Like, like why wouldn't you be because, like, oh, because in in, the, in this political sense, you know, they're looking for black voters, and so they're yeah. only emphasize the black. Now, if if Indian people from India were 13 to 15 percent of the population, then they would say she would be the first Indian woman. But it's yeah. all. But they use that race card to their benefit. Well, it's always to their benefit. But they're using that just to emphasize what they want to emphasize. You know. But yeah, I get, I get that. It's just because her mom is is from India. Yep, her, her dad's from Jamaica. Dad is Jamaica. From Jamaica, but they said her dad was like mixed as well, like half yeah. white. And so she's yeah. really a quarter you know whatever whatever that means i mean all, she's all probably she's technically i mean if you want to do she's more indian than she is african yeah yeah and and, <laughs> and she's as european as she is african so it's, it's all the same and she and she's even less black than obama was exactly. it's like it's like it's like all right so let's just let's just throw a little little bit in there and it's right? also the same thing when you say it like why don't they say mixed they never said mixed about obama they always said black as if exactly exactly so. yes yes that's the shit that's that's like so to me it's like yeah fuck her too you know <clears throat> honestly i i think um the biggest problem with america is that we have a two-party system it's a joke it's how they continue this perpetrating cycle of bullshit mm-hmm. um but, but it's unarguable that I would rather at this point have, I would rather, I, the person I wanted to vote for was Bernie. Like I, you know, and I say that cause I, and I just went on this whole thing about having old white men and that type of shit. The only thing I fuck with Bernie was, is that. Like a Bernie ball, he going on 127, ain't he? 
Yeah, yeah, that dude's really he's something. He's gangster though, you know. He's 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 been about. I just like people that are about what they say. And Bernie's always been about what he says. He cares about the. He really, actually, genuinely cares about the American people, which is you and I, and all the people that deal with that that are below the one percent or below the economical threshold. Um, and um, he he said, "Fuck the corporate dollar," like. Mm-hmm. And once you say it out loud, you know, there's no going back. Yeah. You, you, you can't be like, fuck corporations, fuck all these dudes, fuck that kind of rich people money. And then all of a sudden you're, you're getting hella rich people money. You could get good rich people money. Mm-hmm. But if you, get, if you touch into that GM, if you touch into that Nike account, because Nike be funding Trump too, you know, like mm-hmm. all, these, all these big accounts, like then you, you discredit yourself and now you're their puppet too. But Bernie was the person that I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see Bernie and Stacey Abrams mixed together. I think that would have been spicy, but we're not there. So I'm going to vote for Biden. Um, I hope he becomes president because uh, I think he will be the buffer to what what is what is inevitable, which is change. I do not believe that uh, the next president after these two clowns um, will be another shitty president. I think the next president. No, uh, yo, Kanye is in twenty twenty four. He's gonna make, <laughs> he's gonna make America what it was supposed to be, my brother. Hey, hey, let me tell you, let me tell you. If he builds those cities, right? If he if he figures out this whole architecture thing and this bringing uh, all this different economic like uh, uh, academics and all that stuff, dude. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, 2020 has taught me that anything is possible. Trump has taught me anybody can be president and you can say whatever you want as long as you have money and the majority behind your back. Like, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. And, and you know what Kanye can do? He can finesse just about anybody to get them. Like, this dude, he, I love Kanye, right? And I love Kanye because in, in the reality that we live in, in a society that we live in, right? Like I said, red is red, blue is blue, all this type of shit, right? This man should have been canceled so many times. Mm. He, he says the dumbest shit. He says the smartest shit all together in one sentence. Mm. He is literally going through some mental health issues. <clears throat> Still probably might end up becoming on the board of Adidas might be on the board of Gap. He's fighting the label companies. He's he's out here doing a bunch. He's and he's always been doing these kind of things, right? But he doesn't die. He doesn't die. He doesn't mm. die. Nobody nobody can kill Kanye. There's nobody nobody can. You want to know why? Because niggas that wear MAGA hats like Kanye, and niggas that got straps like Kanye, like <clears throat> it's it's he's. That, that's why when he put on the MAGA hat for the first time, I was like, I hope, I hope he's doing what Kanye always does. Mm. Like, I hope he doesn't really like Trump and I hope he doesn't really, you know, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> and I'm also like, you know, whatever, if you're a Republican or Democrat, <clears throat> I really don't care. Like, honestly, I really don't care. Because if you're part, if you believe wholeheartedly in the two party system, then I think you're just done. Like, yeah, you're you're gone. I can't even. You're, do it. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. I don't care. So whether what line, blue or red, I don't give a fuck, man. Those, neither of those two are my even like favorite favorite colors. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like <clears throat> my favorite color is black. You know. So to me, to me, it's like 
when you put on that hat, I was like, ah, oh, dude, this nigga's up to something. Cause now all these kids from Calabasas are gonna buy his Yeezy shoes and his cut his his capital's gonna go up. Now he's a three billion dollar man. He has acreage, he's gonna build a community, he has clout, his wife has a line already to the to the White House. Like he's kind of setting himself up, you know, he, you go around white folks enough, they get comfortable with you. So maybe they might get comfortable with Kanye. Oh, they are they, comfortable. And then, okay. he's, friends, he's friends with all of them. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's like, uh, but the only thing too, that at the end of the day, like he won't become president because of, of the serious mental health issues that he has. Oh, <laughs> what, what, what serious mental health issues? Hold on, man. Uh, dude, I mean. How is Kanye any different from anybody else that's running for him? You know what I mean? <sighs> that is, I mean that part. You're not oh, capping there. You're not capping. Maybe, I want to see a Kanye America. I would love to. Because we all get to wear Gap and Yeezys. We're all, we're all wearing neutral colors. You'll probably get rid of the red and blue and make it like tan and brown. <laughs> like, like, I'm a, I'm I don't, okay I don't care who kind of, I, I don't care who's on the gap. I'm not wearing gap clothes. So me, me personally, oh. you know, it's, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's, just, it's not cut for me. Um, I have a very African-American body and those clothes don't fit me. Okay. So, They're square. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah, <laughs> nah but yeah. My, my yeah. thighs are too thick for them jeans, bro. That part, pause. that part. Pause, uh, pause, pause. Uh, no, but yeah, honestly, like, fuck, you know, I'm going to vote because I'm going to vote local and everybody should vote local. Everybody. And that's a, so there's one thing to that. Uh, take your booty to the poll, right? Okay. Content subpar. But the message, very great. They do a wonderful job of giving examples of what every role is in local governments and how it affects predominantly the black community. I wish they did it in a better tasteful way or with better better dancers, but <clears throat> what it, nonetheless, the message was great. Everybody should know the roles of local governments. It should be taught in our schools. It should be just taught in general and people should know it. And then people should know who the fuck's running for their local governments. Does this person give a fuck about me? Does this person give a fuck about, um, getting rid of uh, bail, bail, like cash bail and all those kind of things? Do they give a fuck about uh, the environment? Do they give a fuck about police reform or defunding the police or whatever you care about? Do they give a fuck about it? And then vote for that person. And, and, and so here's the thing too, with the two, with the two party system, there's probably some Republicans that you can vote for, but you just don't even take the time to sit there and get to know them or get to know what they're about. <clears throat> I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for most Republicans, but I have come across some Republicans where I'm just like, huh, you're onto something here. Mm -hmm. You're saying something. I just won't vote for you because I'm concerned about the people that you associate with. Mm -hmm. But if you showed me, if you would have took it a step further and showed me that you don't associate with those people, then we would have probably had a different conversation. <laughs> but at least get to know everybody that's running. That's right. But... I'm voting for Biden just just for the just to be able to say I was on the right side of history. That's it. And uh, I only say that because if you vote for Trump, I don't think you're a racist. I think you you subscribe to that potential perspective, um, intentionally or unintentionally. Um, but I do believe that if you vote for Trump, that you do not care about the long term growth of America.
Mm. You only care about the short term. You're thinking about the economical jump next year. You're thinking about, can I get this vaccine so my business can open right away? Mm. You're thinking about, <clears throat> how can I cut taxes so I don't have to, so I can make up for the debt that I just put up? How about you think about a, a government that alleviates debt? Because we shouldn't have as much debt as we have towards education. We shouldn't have as much debt as we have with credit cards because there should be a limit to the, the percentages that a credit card can have. There should be a lot of policies and things in place that can help and ensure that we get out of debt and don't accrue so much debt. There should be policies that really care about the environment because anybody that doesn't believe in, and this is my thing too, y'all niggas made the science. Y'all white people made the science and now you don't want to believe your own science? Like in America, we use uh, inches and stuff like that. Everybody else uses a different metric system. You made your own metric system. And now y'all niggas don't want to believe in it? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I'm confused. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, put people that, vote for people that um, actually want to do educated, ethical, and moral decisions on a daily basis. But Trump is not going to do that. And if you vote for Trump, then I'm sorry. You're on the wrong side of history. But in honesty, in all honesty, you're on what has always been America's history, which is on the wrong side. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Except mm. for when they fought against like niggas like Hitler. Like then we were on the right side for that. Right. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> but the majority, the, everything else. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were on the wrong side. Y'all did it wrong. America right. did it wrong. Right. Man. No doubt, man. We'll always wrap up my, my episodes with the fab five, man. Five questions that I ask everybody. All right. You ready? Yep. Yes, sir. So question number one, um, part 1A and 1B. So 1A is, what is your favorite genre of music? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll easily, it's, it's rap. Just right. rap so and hip-hop. So what artist or album made you fall in love with hip-hop? That made me fall in love with hip-hop? Yes, sir. All right. So like I said, I'm, 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 I grew up with Latinos, so I'm Mexican and Haitian, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up with, with Hispanic people. I didn't, I didn't my first introduce introduction to this is sound this is gonna be crazy right my first introduction to like a real black artist was tyrese <laughs> i know dog what hate me <laughs> say something to my face but tyrese was hard dog <laughs> okay All so right. he was watching trl and he was like oh who is that Oh my god, <laughs> dude! No, dog. It's because a lot of the we watch novelas, we watch you know, watch those kind of things. I didn't, I really didn't, and I didn't. I wasn't a TV person growing up. I was you, outside. You grew up in where'd you grow up? I grew up in Forest Grove, Oregon. So oh, Forest Grove, oh, god. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then and in Cornelius, y'all didn't have BET out there, huh? No, we did. We did. You did? My mama, my, we, my mama didn't put it on, you know, oh, like, okay. you know, cause she's, she's a Latino woman. Yeah. And so, so the, the first time I ever listened to, to, so my first ever rap artist though, yeah, yeah. Was 50 Cent. Okay. So when, every time I put on 50 Cent, I feel myself again. Like that's, that's, that's what introduced me to rap music. But my favorite artist of all time is is J. Cole, is J. Cole. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because even at J. Cole's beginning, this fool was rapping about shit that rappers wouldn't rap about. Mm -hmm. Like, um, very thought-provoking, very emotional, very honest and genuine 
<clears throat> perspectives. And I just, I just like the way he thinks. It's like that Kendrick kind of mentality where it's just, and also Nipsey, like the fools that are willing to be honest and be vulnerable and be transparent in their music. Um, they're really good storytellers. Thanks. But I love 50. You know, no you know what I mean? That the Richard Die Trying, bro. That's a classic. You can't go wrong yes. with that. Yes. Yeah, yes. Man. So, question number two: Is there a movie that has changed your outlook on life? Remember the Titans. Mm. Um, because they didn't win, and I thought that's life. Mm. Not every not every day is is meant for a victory. Not every loss is a loss, and not every win is a win. Um. And that's just life. And it's in, and it was based off of a game. And I think the majority of what we are going through is a game. <clears throat> so that, that movie, yeah, I'm, I watched several different movies before that. But I, when I came across Rare Titans, that was like, I, w- I was deeply in love with football at the time. Um, and, but when I, I, what I took away from it was like, damn, like they didn't even win. You know what I mean? But, they, but the way they walked away from it is like, they did. And, and that's when I was like, oh, shit, dude, that's, that's the cool part of sports. That's the cool part of a, of a football game. That's the cool part of life mm-hmm. is that you're just not going to win every time. But that doesn't mean you have to fucking walk around with your head down. You know yeah. I mean? that's, that's heavy, man. That's, that's one of the things I don't like about movies. Is like, they're typically, you know, of course, predictable because they know mm-hmm. what sales or whatever. But mm-hmm. you always know that somebody's going to win the contest or win the game or whatever the case might be. But yeah, when it when it doesn't go that way, it's 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 rare. So that's I love that shit. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, man. Uh, when you feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Uh, so I'll give you A or B to that. A is weed. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's the right answer all the time though. Because um, if you don't have the right strain, if you're not in the right mentality, um, or if you become a chronic smoker. Um, you're not gonna it's just not gonna sit well all the time b the the best way to handle it is just to sit down and meditate so the best way i like to meditate is i lay down flat on the ground Mm -hmm. i remind myself that i am in i try to envision as if like you know when you open up google maps and like you click the plus button and it goes closer and closer to the point that you're looking at Mm -hmm. that's how i try to envision myself like i try Mm -hmm. to like I'm in the earth, there is the sky, there is this, there is this, there is this. Now I'm on the floor and I am here. Mm. This, is where, this is where I am. I exist here. And I, I just repeat uh, positive affirmations of myself and then I take yeah. a moment of silence and I just try to simmer down my mind. That's, that's crazy, bro. So I'm pretty similar to you. Definitely, I love, you know, flat on my back is, is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be perfectly like I can't be uncomfortable one you know what I mean you got to be in a good posture mm-hmm. but I, I do positive affirmations as well um mm-hmm. but I do the opposite I do the reverse bro mm-hmm. so I start I start from like I feel a sensation like in like a tingling in my head or whatever because I had, mm-hmm. got this music that really calms me down so I can feel mm-hmm. the tingling go all the way down and I feel it and I focus on all my body and goes from top to bottom mm-hmm. and then I see myself like outside of my body and mm-hmm. I just go higher and higher and then I go, all right, bird's eye view, 
star view, moon view, galaxy view. Like I, I go backwards, bro. <laughs> mm, that's funny. That's funny that you say that. Yeah. Um, I think I think the reason I do it the opposite for me personally is because when I feel overwhelmed or I feel anxious or yada yada yada, it's it's because I have developed a a a scenario in my own mind i have my mind like i said i'm a futuristic thinker so yeah. i'm like i'm all the way over here bro he's already out there i have to bring myself back yeah, 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 yeah. so you're trying to go to the stars dude i live in the fucking stars i yeah. wish i was down with everybody else but i do yeah. i'm not i'm not that's dope do you yeah. listen to any type of music in particular or are you just uh dude honestly just hella r&b <laughs> hella while you're, while you're meditating uh not when i meditate when i meditate i try i try absolute science because really? yeah because i because i'll catch i'll catch stuff i'll catch okay. i'll catch a rhythm i'll catch a beat i'll catch a lyric i'll catch something and then i'll start thinking again i have to put my place myself in a position where the only thing i can focus is my breath and my process back to myself because mm. uh, if anything comes in between that then i'm i have to start over no i feel you i don't listen to music with lyrics or with drums Mm -hmm. so it's a straight mm -hmm. meditation specific yeah. music dude because those the the depending on what kind of drum or the the level of bass in the drum it's hurting mm -hmm. it's hitting us uh your lower end of your chakras mm -hmm. that's why that's why a lot of rap music has the the trap beats and the heavy basses and heavy and like uh r&b music has a lot of the low kind of stuff mm -hmm. is because they're hitting your lower chakras and your lower chakras is like the amplifiers, that's where your energy, that's where your heat is, that's the mm -hmm. sex, that's those kind of things. So yeah. it just rouses you sh your shit up. Yeah, yeah, bro. So I don't I don't listen like regular music. It's definitely so I don't know if you ever heard of um there's there's this 10 hour version that's on YouTube or you could buy it or you could I don't know if you can stream the 10 hour version. But there's uh it's called Weightless. It's by the artist is Marconi Union. Okay. So I promise I I would encourage you to try it. So they have like a, a regular eight minute version. It's on Spotify and every, every you, gotta, you gotta shoot me the link. You gotta shoot me. I the got link. you. I got you, bro. So Marconi Union, waitlist, and I would just put it on repeat. They have six versions, but like the waitlist number one, mm -hmm. like bro, you listen to that with some headphones or mm -hmm. just regular speaker, but headphones is like preferable to you. Do yes, bro. Yeah. That will that will take you into a zone, bro. Dude, I love that. I, I, yeah. Another way that I like to meditate too is like I I listen to those like wave and relaxing kind of sounds. Yep, it's, and it's uh, and I'll go sit on the dock in St. John's, mm. and and I'll just and sometimes I'll, I'll lay there. I don't give a fuck. I'll bring a blanket. I'll just lay down. I don't, everybody got to step over me around. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I'm there, bro. Right. Uh, I'll just lay there and I'll just let the water move me, um, yeah. because I like to be in that uncomfortable position where it's just like, yo, like it. That's you. You got to kind of train your body sometime in that to catch its own balance. Mm -hmm. And thing when things are unbalanced around you, because like I said, like we're on a planet and this bitch is going a lot, a lot of circles in one time, you know, mm -hmm. like it's going in circles, it's moving. Yeah. So your body is constantly uncomfortable. So you have to train in that. Word, word. That's, that's dope, bro. Question number four. Now I know, you know, I know your stance on money. You've been very vocal about it, but <laughs> if you woke up tomorrow yeah, and just realize that you hit the lottery for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, what would you do with your money and your time? How would you spend it from that day forward? Um, yo, so first and foremost, half of it, I'm gonna take half of it 
and put it into properties and invest and invest. The other half, I will take that half and then I will um, break it down into a tier system of who I want to give money to. Mm. That's your grandma, your aunties, your tias, your uncles, your tios, your cousins, your primos, whatever. Break it down because to me, it's like, I don't, I don't need the money. So I'm gonna give it that. But then I still have that other half. Right. And that's for me. That's the, you know what I mean? I, I, I want it. So that's for me. And, uh, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to buy myself a nice little condo, um, downtown, um, that gives me enough pro- like privacy, you know? Um, and then I'm going to put some cool shit in there and then I'm going to travel. I'm going to go around travel the world, take, a, take friends with me. I'm not traveling by myself. Nice. I'm going to get drunk in a lot of places. I'm going <laughs> to do a lot of drugs in a lot of places. I'm going to make a lot of friends. Um, but I'm always going to try to find a way to do shit for free. <laughs> like, right. Even if I got the money, I'm going to try to find, because that's the fun thing, bro. I like finessing. So um, nothing will change, bro. I, you know, I'm a loud person. People know me be that kind of way. Um, when you see me out, I'm out. Um, if I had more money, you're just going to see me a lot more. That's it. <laughs> and then change. I'm just going to be out there in these streets. That's I'm going to be me. I'm going to be yeah. me. That's what's up. Last question, man. Um, what message do you want communicated at your eulogy? My, whoo, that's a good-ass question. Fuck, yo. For one, they better be playing some fucking nasty-ass music, booty-to-the-pole type of music. Uh, motherfuckers may be voted out of my shit. Um, honestly, the, the last message I would want out of my eulogy is, is just my motto, my life motto, that, you know, this nigga had fun, and he helped a lot of people, and he had fun helping people, and to always encourage people to have that kind of fun, you know? Uh, you can have all sorts of kind. I've had all kinds of fun in this world. Um, but nothing has ever fulfilled me or brought me more joy or more excitement or more fun than, uh, than, uh, definitely helping people. So that's, that's all I would want is, uh, for them to just let people remind people that, uh, having fun is about helping people. That's it. Man, that's a beautiful message, man. Having fun is about helping people. Yeah, but I want some ratchet shit, bro. Like, okay. I want some ratchet shit playing at my, my I, I, I've always told people that, like, when I get to the point where I know I'm hopefully, you know, hope to God, I know when I'm going to die. Like, it's, I don't want it to be an unexpected death or anything crazy like that. If I get, like, a terminal cancer, if I know I'm hitting this age or whatever, best fucking believe I'm going to have in-person uh, funeral, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna still be alive. You know what I mean? Like what? you gonna have yeah. an in person, fu- in person funeral. Like y'all niggas know I'm dying. All right, give me my flowers. I wanna see it. I wanna see the flowers. We're gonna have fun. There's gonna be strippers. There's gonna, oh, be, a, there's gonna be a voting booth. There's oh, gonna be popcorn. get to the pole and it's a, it's funeral, a, man. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be lit, bro. In person funeral. Don't even try to take my ideas. Oh man, that's dope. I ain't never heard nothing like that, bro. That's dope. That's it's gonna be lit, bro. I'm, I'm, what's I'm, what's on the playlist though? You gotta tell me what's on the playlist. You know, Fifty Cents on there, Pop okay. Smoke's on there. Okay. Uh, Con- old Kanye's on there. The old uh, Kanye, not the not old, the not the Jesus. Yeah. We're going back that far. We're going farther. We're going we're going all the way back. Oh, okay. Um, definitely some Nas. 
uh, not J. Cole. I mean, some J. Cole, like Get High, J. Cole, like that mm. song, and a couple J. Cole songs that are like really amped, but not all the time because it's like he's not going to set the vibe. Uh, but then after that, bro, my playlist, it's not going to be me. I, I have a bunch of DJ friends. Uh, Jerry Bandito, DJ Fatboy, D-Lo, uh, Chris Dub, Dub Life, all these fools. Like, I want, I want literally DJs to take turns at my, at my, at my funeral, my party, or whatever. Lit, bro. It's, it's, dude. It's about to. We're gonna have Modelo. It's gonna be Modelo time. We're gonna, uh, dude. It's, dude. It's gonna be. We're gonna have hella fucking weed. Like shit that I can't say on this. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fucking party, bro. I'm, I might die at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, bro. Only got a few days left. But, hey, 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 you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's just go end this it way. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Going on a high note, huh? Oh yeah, very high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Well, Gio, bro, I appreciate you, man. This has been a great conversation, bro. This is yeah, likewise, a lot of man. Fun. When I bring my show back, I'm gonna bring you on. Oh man, I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. Please believe it. So, man, really quickly, tell folks how they can get a hold of you. Um, let them know where you at on the socials. Yeah, so if you want to follow my personal page, uh, that's G-O underscore T, G-I-O underscore T. Um, you know, I'll be straight up. I will post a lot, but you'll see a lot of me. I'm, I'm loud on there. I, I, I spread a lot of good information. Um, and when I do jump on, I, it's, it's some real shit. Um, and then you can follow the podcast at Real Talk with G-O. Um, I'm in the process of moving, but since I have this uh, bunch of more free-minded space, and soul space with this TED talk being done. Um, I'm actually going to start putting energy back into the show and really get it back running. So uh, just tune in there and, and get ready for some dope content and a lot of great guests um, and a lot of honesty, a lot of transparency and a lot of vulnerability. Um, and then also, you know, if you ever see me in person, um, if you want to meet me in person, if you want to catch a beer, smoke a joint, whatever, I'm, I'm an open book. Yo, reach out. Uh, I love helping people. I love talking to people and I love getting to know people. So I'm your friend. I love you people. I love all of, uh, everything about you. Um, and I hope you do the same for me. So just get to know me. That's what's up, bro. And really, if you can't speak anything on it, um, what's, what's popping off with this TED Talk, man? Salute for even getting that, bro. That's, that's major, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, yeah. uh, dude, it's, it's something I manifested the, from the moment I saw my first TED Talk. I was like, yeah. this, this is the shit I want to do. Um, so literally everything that my TED Talk is about is, is, a, is a human being, which is myself, just being a living example of what honesty and transparency and vulnerability can be in one moment. So I, I try to be honest throughout my speech around myself, around why I learned these things and why I practice them. I'm very transparent in the body and the image that I display and, and just being present in that moment. And I'm vulnerable with the stories that I share. Uh, stories that are very, uh, very important to me, stories that are deep to me, stories that still still hurt me and that I'm okay with talking about um, and, and that I hope that it resonates for folks and uh, they, can, they can feel and take the challenge, which is to be more honest and transparent and vulnerable in their lives. So. Yeah. And when is yeah. when is that when is that happening, bro? Is that gonna be October twenty like third or no? Oh, pause. October twenty second. Year. Okay. You can you go follow uh, TEDx uh, PSU or TEDx Portland State. Uh, that's what it's through. Um, you can also find that information on my account. 
Uh, you can pre-order your tickets. I don't know if it costs money. I hope it doesn't because that would be kind of lame. But if it does, it's I worth it. you will because they be it's, charging, bro. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I was, I was trying to go to the last one in Portland, and I oh my God. I was just like, ah, I, don't, I don't really got it right now. You know, yeah, but. yeah. They, they ask a lot of money for those big ones. But these, these little ones, you know, honestly, and it's worth, worth giving the dollar because I'll say this. Uh, really big shout out to the, to the people that put it on. It took a lot of fucking energy and effort for them to do it with all the shit that's going on right now, right. Um, with trying to find a special way and a new way to do it. Um, so kudos to them. I'm not the only speaker. There's a bunch of other speakers that talk and touch on a lot of great, great things and a lot of great topics. Um, but I'm also the best. So you should go listen to me. Let's so. go. Let's go. <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. October yeah. 22nd. Uh, go check out their page. Check out my page. I'm going to be talking about it all month and then I'll be talking about it on my show. So. And it's of course, if you following me, I'm going to repost it and, and share oh, it. Oh, you that. already know it. You know it's love. Got you. It's nothing, man. So once again, I appreciate you, bro. You have a good rest of your night. Take it easy out here, man. You're, you know what I mean? Watch out for these proud boys on the loose. You know, they, they fuck out them. Try me. Try me. <laughs> I, hey, I'll tell you something, bro. I am, I am sweet. I'm a sweet guy. I'm a nice guy. You hear me on this shit? Word. I'm a real one, dude. And I ride with some real ones. Don't touch me. Don't talk. I got Don't fuck I, me. I, I, got a, I got a little something in the house. So if they trying to come up my way, bro, you know, it's going to be some fireworks popping off for real, bro. Yeah. No doubt. Once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla yeah. at y'all next time. Grace and peace. <laughs>